Welcome to the Defend the Fort podcast, brought to you by the Fort Hay State University Alumni Association. Hey, Tiger fans. Wow. You've outdone yourself. The largest fundraising campaign in university history was a huge success. Not only did the Journey campaign reach their ambitious five-year goal of $100 million, they surpassed it by $12 million, and they couldn't have done it without all of you. So on behalf of Tiger Nation, thank you for your generosity and for changing the lives of deserving students at Fort Hayes State. Go Tigers! Opening kickoff tonight presented by Simpson Farm Enterprises. New and pre-owned sprayers and parts. Visit SimpsonFarm.com. Simpson Farm Enterprises, Ransom Hayes, Great Bend, Beloit, and in Grand Island, Nebraska, along with our producer and engineer, Rachel Fox, Jonathan Swagger to the sideline, Dustin Arm Brewster up here in the booth. This is Gerard Welbrock. Good to have you with us for Fort A State football. The Tigers in black, all black tonight. Gold numbers, white trim. The Broncos, white jerseys, blue pants. The bronze down the side with the blue numbers trimmed in bronze and we're underway high end over end kick this is going to be returnable Soto at his own six up along the hash to the 20 to the 25 carries a couple of defenders and taken down at about the 28 yard line it was Jonathan Mosley there to make that special teams tackle but a pretty good return and Fort A State's going to have good field position they're going to say his knee hit at the 27-yard line. So Fort A. State will start at their own 27. First possession of the game, Chance Fuller. Fourth in career pass yards at Fort Hay State. He threw for five touchdown passes of the Tigers' win in 2019 over UCO that tied a school record. Eighth time a Tigers thrown five TD passes in a game. They would love that again tonight. Three wide receivers split to the left, one to the right side of the formation. That's Birchfield. Four down linemen for the Broncos. One of them, though, in a two-point stance. Fuller throws on first down, and a diving attempt is incomplete here in the near flat. He was trying to go to Manny Ramsey and just led him a little bit too far. Pretty good coverage by Central Oklahoma. Darius Hawkins was there in coverage. Chance had time to throw, but it's incomplete second and ten. One of the things that we've seen this year is teams able to get pressure on the quarterback with four down linemen dropping seven into coverage. That's what Central Oklahoma has come out with on their first series. Second down and ten. Birchfield comes in motion. Now he's going to come out of the play. He was they had 12 on the field. Now he is out of there. No flag because there was no huddle. Two backs in the backfield this time. A little bit different look. They give it to Keelan Chapman running hard across the 30 and up to the 34. That was probably harder than any run he had a week ago at Washburn. He gets about six on second down. Dylan Buckheit, that tackle for the Broncos at the 33-yard line. He'll gain six and bring up a third down and four for Fort Hay State. Well, Jonathan Zweiger said in the pregame show how much he liked both the combination of Soto and Chapman. Now both in the backfield. little experiment here to see if they can draw some attention off one another and now Butkey into the ball game for this third down play for the Tigers. Alex Raymer will be a wide receiver split to the right and the Tigers will have Butkey, Ramsey and Josh Okachuku. Three wide receivers here to the left. Soto the lone setback lines up right of Fuller who takes the shotgun snap. Throws a zinger. Ramsey on a slant pattern. has got a first down. And across the 45 and up to the 46 yard line. Raquan Wicks on the tackle for UCO but a quick slant pattern and a first down for Fort Hay State. That's such a great route combination because Ramsey settled in behind Butkey and Butkey did, uh, Butkey did not interfere. He did not set a pick. He just ran up the field and then 
and Ramsey ran off of his hip in order to get open. Great route combination. 16 yards and a first down of their own 46 opening possession. Here's a counterplay to Soto. Cuts to his left. He's at the 50. Stiff arms the defender to the 45 and then finally gets driven out of bounds at the UCO 39-yard line. Dylan Buckeye and Kobe Stevens, the tackle. Good hard run there by the Tigers. Adrian Soto down to the Bronco 39-yard line. That'll be a gain of 16 in the first down. Well, and Fort Hayes State right now is not getting any pressure. There's been no blitzes from Central Oklahoma, and because of only running those four-down linemen with no real pressure, as soon as Soto and Chapman get by those defensive linemen, there's not anybody for that second level until five yards down the field. Back-to-back 16-yard gains for Fort Hayes State. They've got it in Bronco territory down to the 39. Play action. There's a dump pass over in the flat. It's the tight end, Butke, to the 30. 25 barrels his way into two Broncos and drives it down to the 24-yard line. Buckhite and Malik Gray, the tackle, and it's another first down. Hit him over in the right flat. They mark him at the 25. It goes for 14. So Fort Hayes State, 16-yard pass, 16-yard run, 14-yard pass, and they've got it down to the UCO 25 on the opening drive of the game. Trying to punch it into that north end zone, going from right to left, south to north on a night that has virtually no win. The American flag beyond the scoreboard, limp on that flagpole. First and 10 Tigers, two receivers right side. There's a give to Soto, runs hard to the left, cuts out of the 20, angle to the 15, and pushed out of bounds at the 10. It'll be a first and goal for Fort Hayes State. Kobe Stevens, the tackle. They mark him at the 10. That's a gain of 15 yards and a first down. Tigers threw an incomplete pass on their first first down of the night. Their last three first down plays have all netted first downs. How about that? 16, 16, 15, and that one is a big run. And now here comes Vashon Waiters in at quarterback, the Miami, Florida senior. Oh, they're both in, both him oh, and Florida. Yeah, they are. Both in the backfield. But we're seeing a lot of new looks. Three receivers right. Okachuku by himself here to the left, the short side of the formation. Fuller at quarterback slaps his hands. They're going to run an option. They pitch it to Waiters, and Waiters is going to take it into the end zone. Touchdown, Fort Hayes State. The option between the two quarterbacks, and Vashon Waiters has his third rushing touchdown, and the Tigers drive it down and score on their opening possession. They lead 6 to nothing with 11.41 to go in the first. Well, and if you're a defender, if you are aware, and I'm sure they are, they've been told, hey, 17 comes in the game. He's a quarterback. Be aware. You're running an option play to him. You can't just fly up and go for the tackle because he'll have the option to still throw with that backwards option. So here comes Fernando Avila Castro in to attempt the extra point. Good snap, good hold, kick is up, and splits the upright. So Fort A State, very impressive on their opening possession. They drive it down the field and score on a 67-yard drive. And lead it seven to nothing. And boy, Tigers went to work this week. We've seen some looks we haven't seen all season long, and they have a seven nothing lead. Well, I think that's what we kind of all expected from Fort A State from game number one, right? Even though doing that against Northwest Missouri State's a different task, but you know, Central Oklahoma's had their struggles this year. That is going to be an interesting sideline in the defensive huddle. Tonight's first quarter brought to you by Bud Light. For the fans, enjoy a nice cool Bud Light today, and remember to always drink responsibly. Seven plays, 73 yards. Vashon Waiters, a 10-yard touchdown run on the option. 
with quarterback Chance Fuller. The Tigers have the 7-0 lead, and we've talked about it a lot. They're 53-11 when scoring first. However, they've lost twice this year when scoring first, and that's the fifth time this year they've scored a touchdown in their opening possession of the game. Just no resistance that from was, Central yeah. Oklahoma on that drive. I mean, every time that a Tiger got touched, it was six, seven yards down the field, and then it turned into 14, 15 yards. Just no resistance at all. Parker Jank, you set to kick it off. Central Oklahoma has Marquise King back deep, and it's going to be fielded here on the near side. That is Josh Moore. He cuts it up the middle, 20-25, then gets taken down hard from behind. Boy, Tiger came crashing in from behind. That was Mason Ballman. He's been in a lot of special teams plays this year, but good field position. They're going to say the knee hit at about the 28, 29-yard line. And that is where UCO will have it. 11.35 to go first quarter, and the Tigers up 7-0. The ball spotted at the 28. 47-27. Forte State is really lucky. They had to overrun their lane on that particular kickoff. If, uh, if the returner doesn't slip as he's crossing the 25, we might be talking about a tie game now. They say the 28. So first and 10 for the 28. There's a pass here in the near flat. It's caught by Marquise King. King stays in bounds and gets taken down by Devin White, who actually gets the start at quarterback for Jaqueline Brown. We were told Jaqueline will start, but Devin White actually starts there. The pass goes all the way up to the 41 in a first down and a gain of 13. Marquise King played at Independence Community College. If you remember Last Chance U, he was one of the featured players on there. Two seasons there. He's out of Oak Cliff High School in Dallas. Of course, former four-day state quarterback Jason Brown was their head coach at that time. But several former Last Chance U guys on this UCO team. Keats Calhoun, by the way, starts a quarterback. And his pass is batted down and almost intercepted. It went off one of the defensive linemen. It may have been Dalton Kuhn who got his hand on it. And batted it down to the line of scrimmage. It goes incomplete. They've been alternating between Stephon Brown and Keats Calhoun. Keats Calhoun getting the start tonight. He completed his first pass, but that one was woefully low. And Dalton Kuhn batted it down. It'll be second and ten. Seven-nothing Tigers. We're four minutes into the first quarter here at Lewis Field. Not a huge crowd, but not a bad crowd on this crisp fall evening. Two receivers set, one left, one right, one in the backfield. Now Moore comes in motion. They're going to run a pass play and throwing it deep downfield, and King is open. He's got it, the Tiger 30 to the 20. It's a foot race to the 10, and he takes it into the end zone for a Fort Hay for a Central Oklahoma touchdown. Central Oklahoma, a 59-yard touchdown pass. And they are an extra point away from tying it up with 10.48 to go here in quarter number one. Speaking of no resistance, <laughs> that's exactly what Central Oklahoma just did to Fort Hay State. And that was another multiple route combination on that left side that brought it back around to the right. Fort Hay State was very confused about what to do. They had somebody rush the quarterback very late. That was not a delayed blitz by any means. Fort Hay State had a lot going wrong on that particular play. Well, the extra point is not a very pretty kick. And it was Quevedo. Which Quevedo kicked that? I didn't get his number. They have two Quevedo brothers on the team. We'll take a timeout. We've got immediate timeout. 10.48 to go first quarter. Each team scoring on their opening drive. We're deadlocked at 7 on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wartenberger Construction. Well, some fireworks after the game tonight. We've got fireworks in the first quarter. Each team scoring on their opening possession. Central Oklahoma going through the air and kind of carving up the Tigers. 
A 59-yard touchdown pass from Keats Calhoun. That is his career longest touchdown pass. And for Marquise King, it matches his longest reception of the season. And we have a 7-7 tie. Observing the sideline, the first person and last person off the defensive huddle and where the benches are was head coach Chris Brown. There's a short fluttering kick. Schramer's going to take it out of bounds at the 15, kind of weaves his way up the middle to 25, and then gets taken down from behind. He had a bit of a crease, but got ankle tackled by Johnny Bizell, the fourth, and there's an injured Bronco slow to get up. That is, I think, of course, it's somebody who's not on the roster. It even happens in college, folks. And so it looks like some apparent knee injury down there, but... Fort A State's going to have it when we return. Tiger football brought to you by Hayes Orthopedic Institute. Expertise, technology, and compassion all right here. The Hayes Orthopedic Institute, the official team physicians for Fort A State Athletics. One other final in the MIAA. Missouri Western wins 57-24 at home over Northeastern State. Seven Riverhawk turnovers. A kickoff return for Western as well. They scored 34 points in the third quarter in that game. And it's gone final. Missouri Southern knocks off Central Missouri 30-28. Oh to 28. The Mules are 2-5. Fort A. State will be in Warrensburg next Saturday for an afternoon game with UCM, who has made the playoffs a year ago, but they are struggling. Give up 10 fourth-quarter points tonight and end up losing 30 to 28. I think one of the other storylines there is that Missouri Southern's coming. Yeah, field goal, a field goal basically at the horn to win it. There's a handoff to Soto. Not a lot of running room. He tried to run over right side. Uh, Tyler Lovett and Nick Gossage on that side of the line, and Hunter Largent there to make that tackle for the Broncos at the 28-yard line. So a gain of only one, second down and nine. Those are two good wins for Missouri Southern. Yeah. Beat Central Oklahoma. You knock off Central Missouri, and and even though Central Missouri is not the the mules of the past, still Central that, Missouri. That, that's still that's still a mental win. That, that's big. Central Missouri Southern's got something yeah, working. They do. They finally got the right coach who understands that program, and they are much, much improved. Here's full to throw on second down. He's got Ramsey in the left flat, stiff arms the defender, then gets grabbed and road top to the floor at the 35-yard line. He's going to be about a yard, two yards short. Malik Gray grabbed him high and slung him to the turf. They say the 36. So the pass completion goes for eight, and it's third down and one for Fort A. State. Tigers did face a first down, or a third down on that first drive that they converted on third and four. Yeah, they had plays of 16, 16, 15, then the 10-yard option to the backup quarterback, Vashon Waders, for a score. Now they face third and one from their own 36-yard line, 7-7 tie. Waders is the quarterback, two running backs, and he's going to fake a handoff and run it himself, and he just bulldozes his way over two Broncos and a first down near the near side numbers of the 39. Noah West, the tackle. Well, that was some good hard running there by Vashon Waders. He was hit, I think, behind the line of gain. They're going to say his knee hit at the 38. He gets the yardage he needs. And a first down for Fort A. State. Vashon is 6'2, 230. If he is anything but that, <laughs> Fort A. State has to consider if they're punting on fourth and one. Two, three receivers right, one here to the left. That's Okachuku, just wide of Pat Kelly, the tackle. Fuller with an empty backfield to throw. Heaves it downfield. They're grabbing the jersey. How is there no flag? You hear the crowd. You can see the fistful of jersey. 
grabbed as Josh Okuchuk, who tried to run down that football and he could not get out of the grasp. That was Colby Stevens there, grabbed his jersey right in front of everybody, but no flag. It's going to bring up second and ten. Yeah, it not only dislodged that, but he, he used to have a towel <laughs> on the back of his, uh, that was in the back of his pants. That's gone too. He went back onto the field at one point to try to get that back from the field, but somebody grabbed it. Deontay Crutchfield is into the game. Did not play a week ago in Topeka against Washburn. He made his debut after a broken finger in camp two weeks ago. He's one of the two receivers along with Ramsey wide to the right. There's a pump fake, throw downfield. Tough catch in traffic by Manny Ramsey at the 45, then backpedals and gets taken down at the, they're going to give him progress to the 47. Dylan Buckheit to tackle. Ramsey, a tough catch in, cat in traffic there. Yeah, he's fortunate they give him forward progress to the 47. It'll be third down and one. If he runs, continues to run forward, he has the first down right on the first down marker. Now the Tigers are a little confused. They've been yeah. running a lot of guys in and out. Here's Hayden Wiltfong into the game. He'll be tight end over on the right side along with Budkey. Montario Birchfield, wide receiver, wide right. Manny Ramsey here to the left. Third down and one. Second, third down. Conversion try for the Tigers on this possession. They hand it off to Soto. He is hit, and he's not going to get it. He loses a yard. They may give him progress to back. And Soto a little slow in getting up. Michael Slater, the tackle. And Florida State does not get that first down as Soto is a little well, gimpy. They lose a yard back to the 46. I, I try not to get overcritical on things at times, but, Gerard, you got you to check out of that. There are eight guys in the box for Central Oklahoma, and the safety is right over top of the linebackers. There's essentially nine guys in the box. There's more guys in the box than you have to block for the running back. What chance did that play have to work for Fort Hay State? Loses a yard, and so it's fourth and two, and Fort Hay State will punt here for the first time today. Ethan Sasson back near his 30, tied at seven. Seven and a half to go in the first quarter. High and end over end, not an extremely deep kick. It's going to be fair caught at the 24-yard line. So that'll be a just a 30-yard punt by Sasson in central Oklahoma who was able to move the ball down the field quite easily on their first possession. Gets it back tied at 7, 7.24 to go first quarter. Back in a minute on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Tonight's first quarter brought to you by Bud Light for the fans. Enjoy an ice-cold Bud Light today, and remember to always drink responsibly. 7-7 tie, Tigers and Broncos both scoring on their opening possession. Four-day State got it out near midfield, then had to punt. And now the Broncos get it their own 24. They'll have three wide receivers to the left. Tigers show blitz with the linebacker Menges. Now he backs off. It's going to be a running play, and there's Menges. And he is able to make a nice tackle one-on-one -on -one with Jace Gardner. Gardner, the freshman out of Moore, Oklahoma. Ran for 100 yards a week ago in their victory over Northeastern State. He gets about three on that first down there. It'll be second down and seven out to the 28-yard line, 27-yard line. I got something I want to bring up after this play. I can't wait. Inside seven to go. We're deadlocked at seven. Tight end Dante McGee, all-conference third team. In 19, goes in motion. Calhoun to throw. Tigers blitz, and the pass is incomplete. A delayed blitz by Ty Cooper, and Calhoun just kind of threw that one away, and it's going to bring up third down and seven. Well, it was a screen play over the middle since the Tigers got there before the, the screen could be set up. Remember a week ago at, at Washburn, Fort Hay State on multiple occasions did not get third and one. It resulted in a loss. Yep. You have to be able to get a yard. 
See if they can get a stop here on third and seven. McGee comes in motion. He'll line up over on the left side of the formation. Two wideouts that way, one to the near. Now they'll look to the sideline for the play. Jace Gardner is the running back. He'll now line up left of Calhoun. The play clock is down to five. Third and seven Broncos from their own 27. Calhoun with time. He throws it. McGee catches. He's got a first down, it looks like. Tigers drive him back, but they'll give him progress to the 35. He needed the 34, a gain of eight. That's a good job of recognizing where you need to go. He got a yard past the line to gain, made the catch. Tigers drive him back, but a first down for the Broncos. Yeah, realizing where you need to go. Remember back on that third and one? Tigers should have never been in third and one. It's because on second down, they ran backwards after they got to the line of gain and ended up putting themselves into that situation. UCO's first third down conversion here tonight. They've got it at their own 35, tied at seven, nearing the six-minute mark in quarter number one. Now they bring in Stephon Brown. He's going to throw it. He's got a receiver on a little up and under run. Now a flag, come, no, no flag comes out, and a hard tackle over on the Tigers' sideline. Well, I don't know how you're not throwing a flag. Miles Menges is over on the sideline trying to make a tackle, and somebody from Central Oklahoma has a has a handful of jersey on the back and one in the front. Oh, you know what? It, and and just pushes it completely out of the play. It, there's there got to be flag. a holding penalty. Ten yard penalty yep. spot of the foul. Repeat. First down. The flag was right on the white line. It was a bunch around a player. So what you saw was called, and we get the holding penalty. So that's going to move it back now. Inside the 30 to about the right about the 30 yard line. Well, so it, if it wasn't time. going to be called, then Fort Hay State better start doing it because, <laughs> well, that's that, we, you, you got to start matching that at some point. That, that is something we've talked about off air. We see teams getting away with stuff. Fort Hay State maybe needs to try trying to do the same thing. There's a little counter play up the middle and a run by Jace Gardner across the 35 up to about the 37 yard line. Will White on that tackle for Fort Hay State. Freshman out of Moore High School in Moore, Oklahoma. So he gets some of that penalty yardage back. It'll bring up second down and seven up to the 38-yard line. That's an eight-yard run. Well, this, this first half is kind of shaping up like what the game against Nebraska Kearney was in that the, 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 the Tigers' defense has given up eight, nine yards per play. Quinden Lewis, he's a Moore, Oklahoma redshirt junior. He's a wide receiver near side with Josh Moore. Calhoun takes the shotgun snap. The quarterback's going to run, weaves his way, then he takes a vicious hit at the 43-yard line. Miles Menges hit him hard. That's the quarterback who normally throws it. Calhoun has had his last two seasons in 18 and 19 and early with season-ending injuries, but a nice scramble there out to the 44-yard line. Picks up six, and now Brown back in at quarterback. So. We didn't see them mix it up much in the first possession. Of course, they only had four plays, but they've been mixing and matching here, and they've got three receivers bunched in a triangle wide to the left. McGee, the tight end, as they call him a halfback to the near side, along with Andrew Kilo. Brown, the quarterback. Tigers show blitz. The quarterback's going to run. They hit him, but he's got a first down. Big, strong run. More of a power runner. He just blew past the 45 to the 47. John Johnson finally brings him down, but a first down, a third down conversion. Second of this drive for the Broncos, and they're up to their own 47. Well, that's what Fort Hay State couldn't do on their side of things. They couldn't man up and get the yard that they needed just by bowling everybody forward. They lost a yard on theirs, and Central Oklahoma keeps their drive going. 7-7 tie, 3.58 and counting. First quarter, Broncos 
Second possession of the game. They scored on a 59-yard pass to Marquise King to tie it up. After Fort A. State scored, here's a keeper by Brown, just runs up the middle. Good, strong run. He gets about eight, diving out to the, we're going to say his knee hit of the 46, so it's a seven-yard gain. Miles Ben just tripped him up, but big, strong run. He's different than the Carney quarterback, more of a power run by Stephon Brown, and he picks up seven there to the 46. Yeah, there's no finesse about the last <laughs> two runs from Stephon Brown. Brown out of Kernersville, North Carolina, actually started his career at Appalachian State, did not play there in 18, then transferred, played the 19th season at Independence Community College, then transferred to TCU, never played there a year ago, and now he's a Bronco, and he's going to throw to the far sideline. It's going to be out of bounds. The catch was made over there by Marquise King, but he ran out of room and stepped on the wide line. He was able to cut in front of the freshman, Devin White, and it goes in complete, and now it's third down and three. That, that move is only made possible if the offensive line gives the quarterback a ton of time, which they did. Because the, the wide receiver starts that out as a slant, cut it up the field, and then started back out towards the sideline again. That's a really good route, but that offensive line did a great job of protecting the quarterback to let that develop. Five down linemen for the Tigers right now. Actually, that's Will White lined up on the line. Kuhn is a DN. Wyatt Seidel in there, Sanders and Teal, and there's a pass in the near flat, caught by the running back, Jace Gardner, and he's going to be right out the line to gain. They say move the chains to the 42-yard line. John Johnson, the hit, he needed three. He got about three and maybe the length of the football, but it's a first down to the 42. Well, early observation with 2.45 to go first quarter is the Central Oklahoma offense is faster than the Tiger defense. And I don't mean that in a they're, they're thinking faster. I mean, they are moving faster than what Fort Hay State is capable of moving right now. So it's another first down. The Broncos have it inside the 50 now to the Tiger 42-yard line. Tied at 7, 2.25 to go here in the first quarter. Two receivers left side, two tight ends here to the right. They're going to... Hand it off. Nope, that's the quarterback keeping it. Good fake, but not good enough. The Tigers didn't buy it. Wyatt Seidel with a tackle. In fact, a loss of a yard to the 43. That time the quarterback, Brown, kept it, lost a yard, and it'll bring up second down at 11. Assignment football by Wyatt Seidel that time. His job as a defensive end is to hit the quarterback. When you got a quarterback who is a threat to run, his job, hit the quarterback. That's exactly what he did. Second down at 11 for UCO. We're inside two minutes to go here in the first quarter. Deadlocked at seven. Keats Calhoun is now back in at quarterback. Haven't seen Peyton Scott, their starting running back out of Sand Springs, Oklahoma. He was a Gatorade player of the year in Oklahoma, but it's been Jace Gardner so far tonight. Two receivers left, one right. There's a shotgun snap. Calhoun to throw, dumps it in the flat to his running back, and a good open field tackle made by Jimon Preston at the 41-yard line. He only gets a couple on that play. Just a simple swing pattern by the running back, and it goes for only three, and it brings up second and eight. Central Oklahoma is in an odd position right now because with a punt, if you don't get this, yeah, kind of no man's you're, land. you're picking up 20 yards. I imagine that Central Oklahoma is dialing something up here thinking this is four-down territory. If they get anything at all, this is a two-play area. Third down and nine from the Tiger 41, tied at seven. Andrew Kilo, the tight end, will now line up and go to the Left side of the formation, two receivers that way. More of the lone setback near side. Calhoun to throw, looking for more, and 
it's going to be just over his fingertips. Some jostling going on between Preston and Moore. No flag call. That throw just a little bit too strong, and now it's fourth down. Yeah, Central Oklahoma sideline wanted a, wanted a penalty, which, I mean, you're, you're, you're going to ask for. That's your well, job as yeah. the sideline. But had there been, we would have lost multiple coaches from Fort Hayes <laughs> After State. After not having one called on the Okachuku in front of the Tigers' sideline. Broncos, by the way, bring in their punt team. So they are going to punt it here on fourth and nine. Try to pin the Tigers deep. Kramer at the 10. More surprised about the play call. Yeah, I thought they might go for something five or six yards to set up a manageable fourth down. And now a player late getting onto the field. They had 10 on the field. There's a high, wobbly punt. Schramer calls for a fair catch, not a great punt. Tigers will have it at the 16-yard line. It's a 25-yard punt. Does get the Tigers pinned inside the 20. And with 40 seconds to go, they'll have the football back in a 7-7 tie. So the defense gave up some yardage. However, they are able to get a stop and get the football back. Bring this up with uh, with Jonathan Zweigert from the Hayes Kalon sideline update. But uh, Alex Schramer with the punt return. We had quite the conversation with Alex this week. Well, we confirmed. Go ahead, Jonathan. Yeah, just he talked about uh, one of the most scared but adrenaline rush type things that he ever has ever experienced, ever experiences. And we also confirmed he wants to be called Schramer. His mom may not agree with that, but he said call me Schramer. So we're going to call him Alex Schramer. The rest of his family are Schremers, but he said he's a Schramer. Two receivers far side. Alex, one of them. There's a handoff to Soto. Keeps running hard across the 15, then gets slung hard to the turf by Broncos' Zane Adams. That was a good hard run. He got hit the line of scrimmage and just kept chugging those feet out to the 18-yard line. A hard four-yard gain, second down and six. In the last several times the Tigers have tried to run on these last two drives have been between the tackles. And what worked so well at the beginning of the game, where they really faced no resistance from Central Oklahoma, was going wide of the tackles. I think Fort A. State is going to take this to the second quarter. Looks like they indeed are. So that'll be the end of the quarter. We're tied at seven after one here at Lewis Field. Second quarter comes your way next. But before we take the break, 10 seconds for station identification. You are listening to Fort A. State football. 7-7 tie. We'll take the break on the Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Central Oklahoma outgaining the Tigers 117 to 97 in yardage. We're tied at seven. It'll be second down and five. They're going to actually spot that ball at the 19-yard line. So a five-yard gain for Soto. Three wide receivers here to the near side, bunched in a triangle, one to the left. Soto the lone setback. Here comes a delayed blitz, and Chance Fuller gets rocked. The corner blitz by Malik Gray unabated and boy chance did a great job of holding on to that football sacked back of the 10 he loses nine well that could have been devastating and john has a better view than anybody or any of us on how chance even was able to hold on to that ball yeah he took an absolute huge hit on that play they brought one more guy to the tiger center and it was a little bit of a delay and four day state did not as they say pick up the blind side so now it's second or third down and 14 back of the 10-yard line. 7-7 tie, early second quarter. Fuller sets up a screen pass. He's got Soto at the 10 to the 15, breaks a tackle 20. He's got a first down as he carries the defender out across to the 26. That was Jonathan Mosley, but a nice little swing pass to Adrian Soto, who's so good at open space. 
And a first down for Fort Hayes State on a gain of 15 yards. Well, and, and to my point earlier, it's outside the tackles. That's where Fort Hayes State is having success getting Soto the football, is getting outside the tackles, and that's where they were able to get him just in any space. He's top 10 in the nation in all-purpose yards per game right now. He is one of four receivers now bunched to the right. Now he'll come back in motion and line up in the backfield. So Fort A. State giving UCO some different looks. We've not seen another pass to Soto. This time he dropped it. It was behind him. Not a good throw from Chance Fuller. Almost the same identical play this time to the near side of the field. And it goes in completed second down and 10. You're right. Very similar to the play they just ran. Instead of having the offensive line run out there, for the screen is the three other receivers out that way that are setting up, and they had done their job. If Chance hits Soto in motion, he has a first down. So it's second down and 10. Fort Hayes stayed with the ball at their own 25-yard line, tied at seven, each team scoring on their opening drive and then failing on their second possession. There's a handoff up the middle. Soto weaving his way through traffic, and he's got a first down and a gain of 11. Boy, a patient run. He just kept weaving left and right, ducking under tacklers. Gets it out to the 36. He was brought down by Buckhite and Sessie Salt. But as a first down, they give him 12 to the 37. That was a nifty run. Sessie Salt, S-E-S-I-S-A-L-T. That has got to be my favorite name so far. In the, uh, in the MIAA, Sessie Salt. I'm guessing Sessie is short for something. He played, he's a Texas A&M Kingsville transfer who played at Eastern Arizona Community College first, then went to Kingsville. He was a Javelina, and now he's a Bronco with an H. He's had two of the more interesting mascots in his Division II career. Play action, Fuller under pressure, and he avoids a sack somehow. Oh then he takes a another vicious hit. Oh my, he got decked hard by Dylan Buckheit. He scrambles for about a yard out to the 38. They're, no, they're going to they're going to mark him back at the 37. He got hit at the 38 or 39. Well, that that's probably where his soul landed <laughs> well, after he got hit. Yeah, he got hit hard, so no gain and now it's second down at 10 and he had time early, but boy, the last this possession here chances having to scramble for his life. Two receivers left, one right. Soto, the lone setback, gets the carry, waits for a hole. It's not a big one. He's able to lunge forward to the 41, not a big gain. Michael Slater there, the tackle, picks up four. Now it's going to bring up third down and six. The offensive line is, is got to has got to bow their backs here a little bit. Chance isn't right. He well, took that hit, and then he handed he off on that last one. Two big hits. He is he, he is not yeah, quite right. Yeah. I, don't, I don't mean in a concussion no, type just, of way, but you, you can tell those two hits have had an effect on him on this drive. He's got Soto to his right. Two wide receivers far side, Ramsey and Okachuku. Schramer here to the near side. This may be a free play. Yep, there's the flag. So a Fuller dumps it near side. It's batted down. Nobody opened deep. Really, nobody ran deep. It was a free play. It was batted down by Kobe Stevens. But a Bronco here on the near end, uh, the defensive end jumped. In the news zone, snap. Number 94 defense. Five-yard penalty from previous spot. Repeat third down. That was Robert Fuentes, lead referee tonight, Craig Helzer. So that'll give him five, and now instead of third and six, it'll be a third down and one. I can hear the thoughts of the defensive line coach of Central Oklahoma right now. <laughs> you are the closest person to the football. How do you jump? Like, that—that that is the very edited version 
of what is going through the head of the defensive line coach at Central you're, you're Oklahoma. You're the coach whisperer. You felt Chris Brown's butt, blood boil, boil, and you could hear. Oh. Here's Vashon Waiters in a quarterback. Quarterback draw, and it's going to go for nothing. Again, in fact, he loses a yard. Nine in the box. There are nine guys within three yards of the line of scrimmage. There's not that many there to block for Fort Hay State. And that's twice now, third and one, that the Tigers didn't get the conversion because there's more guys than what you can block with, and you have to punt the ball. Hunter Largent made that tackle, so the Tigers lose a yard. It'll be fourth and two. They'll punt here, 11.05 to go, second quarter. 7-7 between the Tigers and the Broncos here at Lewis Field. Sawson, just a 30-yarder his last time. High and wobbly. It'll land at the 20. And be down at the 20, right at the 20. <laughs> Got kicked by Brown. They're going to mark it at the 20-yard line. And there is a flag down. We'll see about this. If it stands, it's a 35-yard punt. We'll have a little discussion here by the officiating crew out near midfield. A flag right at the 50, which is five yards downfield. In the area, it'd probably be holding on Central Oklahoma. During the return, holding number 23, receiving team. 10-yard pin for the end of the kick. First down, Central Oklahoma. So it's Kobe Stevens, and we're going to have a timeout. We'll take the break. 10.45 to go here in the first half. 7-7 tie between the Tigers and the Broncos. Back in a minute on the Tigers Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Football brought to you by Golden Bell Bank. Here to make every story shine brighter. It's the way they do banking, one story at a time. Check them out at goldenbellbank.com. Our second quarter presented by Budweiser, the great American lager. Enjoy an ice-cold Bud today, and remember to always drink responsibly. Broncos, after that penalty, pinned back of their own 11-yard line. 7-7 tie, 10.45 to go until halftime. Two receivers right, one left. They'll send a man in motion. That is King, and they're going to hand it up the middle. Fort A. State clogs it initially, but then a little bit of second action and a run for about six yards, about to four yards for Gardner. We're going to mark him at the 15-yard line. He was finally brought down by Javaris Sanders. Didn't start tonight, but in there now. Four-yard gain, second down and six. We're going to keep an eye on Pat Kelly. He's been walking the yeah. sideline, and he is in some level of pain. But now they got him on the exercise bike to keep his legs going. Fort A. State is having issues on the offensive line already. And now they've got him banged up. Second down and six play action. Calhoun, a little swing pass to Dante McGee, the tight end. He's hit right at the 22, which is what he needed, and that'll be enough for a first down. He got brought down by Miles Menjus, the Central Plains product out of Bushton, but that'll be enough for a first down. Got seven when he needed six, and a first down for the Broncos out to their own 22. This is such a difficult game with the two different quarterbacks. Essentially, you get four different styles, and and you've got two redshirt freshman linebackers. Now Calhoun, the quarterback, helps McGee get his shoulder pad or jersey, and McGee's going to have to come out. He, I think, maybe having some equipment issues. It was so, something with his helmet. Yeah. Fort Hay State needs to make a substitution yeah, here because they came in late. They're allowed. Of course, I think Fort Hay's had the defense they wanted. So Kilo is now in a tight end. Little misdirection. They hand it off to Gardner, and he weaves his way around a couple of Tigers out to the 28-yard line. John Johnson, the Dodge City product, and Jordan Starks up to make the tackle. And a Tiger is slow to get up. That is Javaris Sanders. He is up, and 
And now we see Landon Teal limp off the field. They're going to mark it at the 28. That's a gain of six on that run. Well, my, my thought of the doing the substitution had nothing to do with did you like your defense. Washburn a week ago well, had yeah. the opportunity to make Fort Hay State in overtime, burn a timeout. The play clock was at five. You had, when Walk they, somebody out there when and they, walk somebody off and make Central Oklahoma make a decision. I, I get your point, but you just bring someone in and they run a play and then you don't have the right formation in there or the right guys. There's a play action. Calhoun rolling near side. Tigers trying to get to him late. He throws it up the sideline. It's incomplete and Jimon Preston with a big hit on Josh Moore as he leaped in front of the Tiger bench to try to catch it. Good job because he shoved him out of bounds once the ball hit his hands and it's incomplete. Now it's third down. Yeah, Jimon Preston and then also John Johnson also hit the quarterback hard when he was letting go with the ball and John Johnson made up a ton of ground in about four steps we we talked to John Johnson this week as well he he looks like a kid still yeah. and, and oh. a big kid but you can see where he is going to grow into quite the athlete here both linebackers are on the line of scrimmage Fort A State has six at the line of scrimmage now they'll drop back in coverage Calhoun's going to run he's gonna have a first down they should have stayed there they vacated the line and then a little delayed run there by the quarterback Sanders finally brings him down but that'll be a first down to the 32 and the Tigers also were on him in the backfield and they ran right by him it's because the quarterback was supposed to draw on that play had that been a normal drop the Tigers get a sack it just happened to be the right play call for Central Oklahoma at the exact right time. Broncos are 4 of 5 on third downs today. They've got it first and 10 of their own 32-yard line. Eight and a half and counting first quarter. Tied at 7. Both teams scoring on their opening possession. Waiters a 10-yard option run for a score. And then a 59-yard pass to Marquise King. There's a rounding play to Gardner. Not a whole lot of room. About a yard, maybe two right up the middle. Brought down by Nazir Mallory who's in there. Sanders had to come out because of the injury. Sanders back in there. We're going to say the progress actually stopped at the 30, about the 33 and a half, so about a one-yard gain. Second down and we'll say a long eight short, or a long, yeah, long eight short nine. Three wide receivers ready to go. Now the rest of the linemen and the running backs break huddle with the quarterback. They'll come to the line of scrimmage. Second down and eight. 7.40 to go here in the first half. We're tied at 7. McGee, the tight end, back in there. He'll come in motion, line up in the right slot. It's Brown, the quarterback. He's going to run it all the way. He's got running room up the near sideline. He's across the 50 and steps out of bounds at the Fort A. State 40-yard line. A design run for the running quarterback, Stephon Brown, all the way down to the Fort A. State 35 on a gain of 33. Man, and a hold right in the middle. Right in the middle where Fort Hay State was trying to get to the spot that Calhoun was, was going to run. And uh, and and it just, or for Brown, where he was going to run. And again, that's one of those, if it's not going to be called, and the Tigers' offensive line is struggling, maybe start grabbing a hold of a jersey here and there. Going to stay stepped out of bounds at the 40. So Broncos have it at the Tiger 40. 7-7 tie. Seven minutes to go until halftime. Brown to throw. He's got all sorts of time. Now the Tigers chase him late. He's being pursued by Seidel. Breaks out of the tackle. Now he throws it downfield and he overshoots an open receiver. Tucker Pauly in for the first time. He's their number three running back out of Jenks, Oklahoma. Plays at Bixby High School. He was open, but the quarterback, Brown, who was scrambling to his right, overthrew him. That's a break for the Tigers. That could have been a big-time play, but instead it goes incomplete. Second down and 10. 6-5, 200. And kind of like what we talked about with Vashon earlier, getting that first down on third and one. If he is 6-5, 195. 
the Tigers are able to bring them down to the turf. 7-7 seven, seven tie. Boy, the way this thing started, we thought it might be 28 all at halftime. Offense is on fire in the first possession. They haven't done a whole lot since. McGee again lines up in the right slot. Two receivers that way. One here to the near. Keats Calhoun in there. A little counter pass across the middle. He's got a man open. That's Johnny Bizell. He's got a first down inside the 30. Down to the Tiger 28-yard line. Ty Cooper was the Tiger to tackle him. The play designed to go left, and he turns back to his right. Found Bizell for the first down. They're going to mark him all the way down to the 27-yard line and a gain of 13. There was, there was something on the sideline on the far side, and then he's. We're yeah. going to take a media timeout. Media timeout. Okay. Uh, this is interesting. They're going to send both teams to the sideline right now, and they take a. Usually, it's after a score. I think somebody threw yeah. something on the field. We may have from yeah. the student yep. section. We've got, we've got an official. We've got the official, yeah, some of the, someone from the student. We're going to take a break. We'll take the time out back in a minute. We'll clear it all out. This is Fort A. State football. Downstairs to Jonathan Zweiger to Hayes Kalon sideline update. Forced to take the media time out because uh, they warned the student section about throwing some stuff out of the field. Uh, I think it's those little footballs they throw out at, at different times during the timeout. I saw a couple hit the Central Oklahoma sideline a couple of times. You know, when they throw those footballs out, I'm kind of surprised more haven't been thrown out of the field. But uh, Craig Helzer rarely have seen an official just stop the game like that, but they take care of it. So, a little more security over by the student section, which isn't as full as it has been this year, but still a good crowd here tonight. Tigers and Broncos tied at 7, 6.36 to go. Our second quarter is brought to you by Budweiser, the great American lager. Enjoy an ice-cold Bud today, and remember to always drink responsibly. So Chris Brown has now just used the PA system to please to encourage the students to not throw footballs onto the field. Here we go. Yep. Tigers are 3-3 three and three right now. It's been a while. You just sense there's a lot of frustration. And again, we're not exactly clicking on all cylinders, but... Am I right? This is drive six of the entire first half? You are correct. Each team has had three possessions. Feels like a Washburn game. They limited the possessions a day and won 17-16 over Central or Northwest Missouri State, number two in the country, goes down. First and ten, Keats Calhoun in a quarterback for the Broncos. They're down to the Tiger 27-yard line. He's got Bizell and King, wide receivers near. They hand it up the middle. Gardner breaks a tackle, breaks another one, hurdles the Tiger at the five, and he's down to the four. He almost scored. He just jumped over a four-day state defensive back, and it's going to be first and goal. He was finally tackled by Mason Perez, but it was Ty Cooper that he jumped over, and it's first and goal down to the three on a gain of 24. It is, it is Central Oklahoma's world on this drive. They'll line up three receivers in a triangle to the left, Bizell, Moore, and Marquise King. Tight end right side. And the quarterback is Stefan Brown. 
Now they'll shift to the left. Brown's going to run. He's hit, and the Tigers push him back, back to the five-yard line. They'll probably give him progress to the four. Nope, they're going to mark him at the five. A loss of two, so they put three receivers far left of the formation as John Johnson made the tackle, but Forday State able to bust through those two tight ends and make the stop, a tackle for loss, back to the five. It's second and goal for the Broncos, trying to break a seven-all tie with 5.15 and counting here in the second. I think they would have given him the four, but he reestablished himself and then tried to run again by coming around to the left side, so that's why he did not get that extra step. Moore was lined up left with three receivers. Now he sprints over and lines up on the right. Now comes back in motion left side. They're going to fake a jet sweep to him. They're going to throw it. It's going to be incomplete. Not a good pass from Brown. He had his tight end, Dante. Actually, that was uh, Andrew Kilo wide open, but he threw it behind him, and that allowed a Tiger to come in and close the gap, and Jimon Preston hit him and dislodged it. It's incomplete, and now it's third and goal for the Broncos. Andrew Kilo is 6'3", 250. He's a junior out of Kansas City, Missouri. He was short-arming that pass because of what he didn't know. And all he knew is that I have to jump in the air with my blind side to the entire defense. This might hurt, and that's the reason he didn't make the catch. Broncos were 6-for-6 with touchdowns inside the red zone a week ago. They faced third and goal from the five here. Two backs surrounding Keats Calhoun. They send more in motion right, now back left. Calhoun bootleg that side. Tigers tried to chase him, throws it late, and it's broken up and incomplete. Good coverage by Fort Hayes State. Calhoun rolling to his right, and it was Jimon Preston to knock that ball free in the end zone, and the Broncos will bring on the field goal unit. They got it down to the three, but unable to get it into the end zone. The read is to give it to Chase Gardner, the running back out of the, out of the backfield. He's running. After faking a block, he's running out into that right flat, and the Tigers picked that up. And then Calhoun really had no idea what to do with the football after that point. It'll be a 22-yard field goal attempt from Nicky Quavedo. He's the younger brother of their great kicker, Alex Quavedo, who's had some back injuries. A little high snap, but the younger brother, Nicky Quavedo, kicks it through. He was 8 for 8. Or he is 8 for 8 on extra points, and he kicks the first field goal of his career. And the Broncos have a 10-7 to lead over Fort A. State with 4.45 to go here in quarter number two. Well, and the Tigers have had three drives. They scored that touchdown on the first drive. Their last two drives were thwarted by third and one. And, and so we, we talk about, you know, hurting yourself. Yes, Central Oklahoma made the stop. If you're Fort Hayes State, you got to believe you can convert a third and one. And they did on their first drive, but then after that didn't on the next two. So the Tigers are going to have to figure out a way to do that, and you better use up a majority of this 445. Otherwise, you give Central Oklahoma back-to-back possessions because they get the ball to start half number two. 14 plays, 84 yards on that scoring drive for UCL. Hey, before you hit the road, stop by GNL Tire and Automotive. Tires for all conditions and budgets, along with complete automotive service and repair. And you get a free estimate before any work is done. GNL Tire, just east of 8th and Main, they're on the bricks in beautiful downtown Hayes. 10-7, UCO leads it. It was 7-7 after one. Both teams scoring on their opening possession. And now the Broncos have to settle for a field goal after getting it all the way down to the Tiger three. Adrian Soto and Alex Schramer back deep to receive this kick for the Tigers, setting up with their own five each near the hash. 
There's the kick from Nikki Covedo, fluttering kick, returnable. Soto runs under it at the 13, up to the near numbers, 20, 25, then runs into about 40, <laughs> drive him all the way back to the 15. They'll give him progress up to the 25-yard line. So that is where Forday State will have it. Elijah Wright pushed him back about 15 yards, but Forday State will have it at their own 25. They're possession their last possession started in the first quarter came here into the second this is just the second time they've had the ball in the second quarter i know it looked like that soto got pushed all the way back and it was such a terrible return that was a great job by soto yeah. not to try to reestablish himself yep, he's got 25 first and 10 soto the running back they're going to hand it to him tries to cut up the middle not a lot of room but he gets about two yards not much there as he dives up the middle hunter largent in on that tackle about the 27-yard line, second down and eight for four-day state. 4.23 to go here in quarter number two, 10-7, UCO with the lead. Okachuku and Manny Ramsey just off of Pat Kelly's hip over on the left side of the formation. Birchfield here to the right, Soto out of the backfield. Here's Fuller to throw, and a crossing pattern for Manny Ramsey. Lowers his shoulder across the 30 and up to about the 32-yard line. Gets five on that pass completion. Kobe Stevens, the tackle, and Fort A. State will face third down and four, maybe three. So on the first drive for the Tigers, their first down plays were 0, 16 yards, 14, 15, and 10 yards for the touchdown. Since then, the Tigers' first down plays have been one zero five zero zero and two it's first down yep now we have timeout central oklahoma broncos call a timeout this will be their first timeout 346 to go gives us a chance to run down some scores everything final now in the miaa scoreboard update by the way brought to you by mapes and miller cpas Public accountants, business advisors in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. Nebraska Kearney rallied from a 14-21-7 deficit, won at Emporia State today, 42-35. They're now 6-1. Pitt State moved to 5-2, blew out Lincoln at home, 59-7. Washburn, the big upset, beat number two Central or Northwest Missouri State, 17-16, an 11-play, 96-yard scoring drive in the final four minutes. Gave them the lead. They win it by one. Missouri Southern wins on a last-second field goal over Central Missouri, 30-28 to down at Joplin. They're now 3-4. and four. Missouri Western with a 34-point third quarter. Blows out Northeastern State 57-24. to And here it's 10-7 UCO. We are in the second quarter. Near the bottom, top of the hour, we'll get this play in first. Then we'll get a station break. Third down and... We'll say three. Tigers are three for five on third downs today. Bashan Waiters, the quarterback. He rolls. He throws. He's got Butke. Butke to the 45. He's at the 50 and down to the UCO 47-yard line. Malik Gray, the tackle, and may have just saved a touchdown. That's a 22-yard pass completion from the backup Vashon Waiters to tight end Hunter Butke, and it's a first down for the Tigers. Vashon Waiters exit velo off of that throw <laughs> was nearly too much if he would have been thrown to anybody else i probably would have been concerned but it's hunter 
Budke that you're talking about. Well, Great hands. You know, he feels bad about that one he dropped at the two-yard line. Tigers probably win a week ago, and what's the narrative now? Budke, or make that uh, Manny Ramsey in motion play action. They throw to Ramsey, and he is taken down. He's going to lose three on that pass completion. Michael Slater, the stop, they fooled nobody. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. This is four-day state football. Second down and 11, Tigers from the Bronco 48-yard line, trailing UCO 10-7. Fuller back in, throws, zips it. He's got Ramsey brought down immediately at the UCO 41-yard line. Good open field tackle by Darius Hawkins. Manny caught that. He brought him down right there at the 41. He'll pick up seven, and now Forday State looking at third down and six. Again, we go back to the success of drives. They lost two on first down. Tigers down to the UCO 41-yard line. Scored on their opening possession. Vashon Waiters with an option on the pitch from Chance Fuller. Fort A. State carved up that defense, but it's been a struggle ever since. Inside, two to go and a half. 10-7 UCO. Butkey, the tight end over on the left side, comes in motion. Little counter play. They fake the handoff. Here's Fuller being chased. He gets grabbed and taken to the turf. Back at their own 44-yard line by Robert Fuentes. Not fooled on the play. Fuller sacked again. Back of the 44. The play is going to lose... Seven yards, make that um, 17 yards. And now UCO has to burn another timeout with a minute 25 to go to save the clock. Which they should have done about 15 seconds ago. They they let let that clock go. Central Oklahoma had three down linemen. That's it. And, And Fuentes never got touched by anybody on that offensive line for Fort Hay State. And then he olayed whoever the back was that was coming across to kind of create that underneath route. And he just went right over top of that person and got into the backfield. Hayes Kalon sideline update with Jonathan Swagger. Tracking the changes along the offensive line on the right side for the Tigers. And uh, they have another defense or another offensive tackle in there, so they've switched again on that right side. So already with Pat Kelly dealing with injuries, I think it's Caden Gover who's in there on that right side over the last couple of possessions. Oh, they didn't touch Fuentes. So it's fourth down and 19 for the Tigers, all the way back to their 44, and it has been a colossal struggle since that opening possession. Sausage into punt. 10-7 UCO, and they will get the ball to start the third quarter. Good kick down at the, or taken at the 20-yard line. So that was a 39-yard punt. And UCO with a minute 18 to go here in the first half is going to get the ball at their own 20. And again, they'll get the ball back to start the third quarter. Four-day state, and they have to get a stop here, you'd feel. If, if, if you don't, if you don't, if Central Oklahoma gets any points at all, Four-day state goes in with zero momentum. And really, they, they go in with very little as it is anyway. Devin White, who got the start at cornerback, the freshman out of Tampa. He'll have one-on-one coverage here on the near side with Josh Moore. Two wide receivers over to the right. It's Keats Calhoun and running back. Now he grabs the shoulder of Jace Gardner and moves him from his right to his left. 
There's the snap from the shotgun. He's back to pass. He has all sorts of time. Now he's going to run. He's at the 20. He gets across the line of scrimmage, and John Johnson shoves him out of bounds, but not before a five-yard gain to the 45-yard line. It'll be second and five, and it stops the clock as he's knocked out of bounds. What a great play by John Johnson. Runs the quarterback down to make sure he gets his hands on him well before he gets to the sideline. And then he just lets him know, hey, if you're going to run, I'm here. I'm going to hit you. And then he shoves him four yards towards the track. Well done, John Johnson. They say he's out of bounds at the 24, so it's second down at six. Gardner, the running back. We have not seen Peyton Scott tonight. Two receivers near, one far, Calhoun, little pump fake. Again, all sorts of time, just standing in the pocket. Now rolls to his left, Tigers try to pursue, and he throws it away. That was great coverage by the secondary. Calhoun had plenty of time, but nobody ever opened up for him, and he just ran to the near side and threw it deep downfield for an incompletion. And now it's going to bring up a third down at four. A minute one to go. Tigers have all three timeouts. If they get a stop, they can get another possession here. Well, and Forte State isn't necessarily necessarily going for pressure you're just trying to make him feel a little uncomfortable rushing three and the Tigers are dropping eight I mean this is full-on prevent defense and don't let anything big happen King and Bizel wide receivers near side that's the left of the formation tight end McGee comes in motion now lines up on the left Moore by himself the wide receiver right Play clock down to five. Third and six, UCO for their own 24, up by three. There's a little swing pass. It's got the running back, Gardner, and he goes down for no gain. Forte State snuffed it out. Tyler Cummings is there to make that tackle. It'll be a completion, but no gain, and now Forte State's going to call a timeout, and they'll get the ball back. There's 50 seconds left until halftime. Well, good job there by the Tiger defense. And what they're trying to hope, what Central Oklahoma is trying to do with that screenplay is catch Fort Hay State bailing out with that prevent defense. So it's, it just if they're all they can think of is trying to move backwards and then be able to hit the underneath route and get a couple of blockers in front. That was a great series by the secondary of Fort Hay State. So they're going to force UCO to punt this football. There's 50 seconds. They put three seconds on the clock. So 53 seconds on the clock. 10-7 UCO. Tigers called the timeout. They'll have two remaining. I don't know what the conversation was, yep. but there, there was a conversation with Deontay Crutchfield. Al McCray, the wide and receivers coach, and Jeff Bryant, yeah. the offensive coordinator. Deontay Crutchfield might be the fastest receiver on the team. I, I wanna I wanna believe that this was going to Deontay and going, what kind of route do you think you can help get us open in 53 seconds? Yep. And Deontay going, just throw me the ball, just throw it down the field and I'll go catch it. Alex Schremer back at the 33-yard line to receive the punt from Bo Phelps, who is a freshman from Piedmont, Oklahoma. Phelps high and wobbly. It's going to be fair caught at the 39-yard line. So that'll go down as a 37-yard punt. Forte State with 47 seconds to go until halftime. will get the ball at their own 39. Down 10 to 7. And remember, UCO will have it to start the third quarter. So Forte State would love to a minimum get a field goal and tie it, but Obviously would love more if they can get it into the end zone. So we'll see if Deontay Crutchfield he is on the field. He is a wide receiver here to the right, along with Butkey and Ramsey. Okachuku split out to the left. 
First and 10, Tigers down three, 47 seconds left in the second quarter. Fuller in the shotgun, Soto lines up to his left. He's gone most of the way tonight for the Tigers. There's the snap. Fuller with some pressure, rolls near side. He just needs to get rid of it, and he throws it to Ramsey. Who, did he catch it? No, he did not. Yeah, I think he did. No, they, yeah. no, they, no I thought okay. man, man who came in late, man who pressed it and said incomplete. They waited forever to decide, and they say incomplete pass. Chance probably, and that just needs to throw it away, save a few more seconds, because even if it's caught, it's a minimal game. Yeah, and they got the route they wanted. Yeah. Crutchfield got open at the 35. It's just Chance has enough time. no time to yeah. throw at all. Offensive line has had a rough night so far. Second down and 10. Fuller in the shotgun. And now Soto comes in motion, and there's a flag. Fuller in trouble. He's going to run. He can't break out of an ankle tackle. Oh, if he breaks out of it, he's got a lot of room. Could not break the grass. Tigers have to burn a timeout. The play will go for nothing. There is a flag on the play. Let's see what this one's all about. Officials huddling up here at the 35-yard line. Offside. Lined yeah. up in the neutral zone. Number 94, defense. Five yards coming to the previous spot. Repeat, second down. The clock will start on my whistle. Robert Fuentes, who had a sack earlier, so that'll move it up to the 44-yard line and brings up second down and five. To start on the snap. So they will start the clock on the snap. 10-7 Broncos, 32 seconds left. Tigers of their own 44 here late in the second quarter. Three receivers here to the near side. Fuller back to pass with some time. Zings it, and Ramsey can't make a diving catch. The throw was low at the 50. It would have been a first down, but it's incomplete. And now it's going to bring up a third down and five. And again, Chance has no time. He had an offensive lineman's rear end right in front of him within two steps of his drop back. And it's only three down linemen for UCO. They brought in an extra defensive back. I mean, they just they just cannot give Chance any time to set his feet and certainly not step up and throw. Forte State, 4 of 7 on third down. There's a handoff to Soto in space. He's got a first down. He's inside UCO territory, down to the 41, and Forte State will burn their second timeout. Raekwon Wicks, the tackle, little draw play to Soto, and it's a big gainer down to the UCO 41-yard line, a 15-yard run, and a first down for Fort Hay State. Well, and I think what, what Fort Hay State maybe wasn't, wasn't quite thinking process-wise when they started this drive was a field goal's okay. A field goal ties the game up, and they were thinking purely touchdown, which if you get that, that's great. But now with that run, which you could have done two plays ago or a play ago, you get the opportunity to create something in the middle of the field. Now I say that, it's not exactly like the field goal kicking situation for Fort Hay State has been stellar this year. But if you have something you can do field goal wise, you can tie the game up. One timeout left for the Tigers, 20 seconds on the clock. You can still work the sideline, but the middle of the field is an option here. Stay with us at halftime. Jonathan will be back in the booth. He'll run down all the athletics this week. Big week of four days. Take good weekend for the volleyball team during our halftime report and all the final or stats in the first half. First and ten, Tigers inside Bronco territory. Fuller steps up. There's a flag. A Tiger lost his helmet. Fuller throws it late. He's got 
Ramsey at the 22, and let's see about the flag in the backfield. This will either be holding or it's going to be illegal hands to the face yeah, because of the, of the uh, helmet coming off. Foul, hands to the face. Number 98 defense causing the helmets come off. That's just the end of the run. Automatic first down. Well, nine seconds, and Gober does not have to leave because the helmet was knocked off because of the penalty. He can stay in there. So the ball, the pass was completed down to the 21. So it's a completion of 20, and then you add the penalties. There's nine seconds left. The Tigers have it at the 10. It ends up being a 31-yard play. And the Tigers don't have to use a timeout no. in order to stop the clock. Because so you have nine seconds. You can run something here. Now, Central Oklahoma is going to yeah, use a timeout. Yeah. They had a player that had their helmet on. He was, I don't know, saying something to the sideline. Probably, I'm okay. I can play without a helmet. It's not a big deal. And, and Central Oklahoma decided to use the timeout. So the Tigers are inside the Farm Implement and Supply red zone. Farm Implement and Supply, they're your local New Holland dealer in Plainville and Colby. So a 21-yard pass completion to Manny Ramsey, and then they tack on 10 yards because of the illegal hands of the helmet, which knocked off Caden Gober's helmet. So now Fort A. State will have it first and 10 at the 11. So it actually is a 40-yard play as it turns out. Well, that was a huge play oh, to go man. ahead and make the catch and then well, and get the yards job. after that because if it's an incomplete pass, yes, you're getting 15 yards, but you're, you're still floating around the 20, 25-yard line. So now with nine seconds, you can maybe take a shot, maybe two, but it'll be close. But you're definitely in field goal range, but now you got an opportunity to make and take a shot to the end zone. Pat Kelly, he's been walking on the sideline. He's out there. Senator Tuli Teohame of the Tigers center. Marianne Grimbolden, Caden Gober, and Tyler Love of that offensive line. Three receivers right, two to the left, empty backfield, four Fuller. Slaps the hands, takes the shotgun snap, steps up in the pocket, looking to the end zone, fires it deep. It's caught! Hunter Bucky touchdown! Fort Hayes State! And the Tigers have the lead with four seconds to go until halftime. An 11-yard strike from Fuller to Butkey, his fifth touchdown of the season, and the Tigers have the lead. We had harped on that offensive line for quite a bit tonight, and pressure had come from Central Oklahoma by getting just three back there. This, the Tigers did a great job on the offensive line, giving Chance an opportunity to step up into the pocket and then step into his throw so that he could get it to where only Hunter Butkey could get it. Because if Butkey doesn't, it goes out of the back of the end zone. Extra point from Avila Castro is good. And now a flag is thrown as the ball sails through the uprights. Both officials under the goalpost drop a flag. Let's see about this. I think it's going to be leaping. Yep, you're probably right. You cannot. Or they went after the setter. Illegal substitution. Oh. 12 players in the receiving oh, team. Okay, that too. That pin is declined. The try is good. So there you go. That's why they almost got to the game. It was closed, but that would exploit it. So Fort A State comes back. A huge penalty by UCO. Got him inside the red zone. And then Chance Fuller finds Hunter Butkey in the back of the end zone. He rifled that ball. And a great hands by Butkin. He got that foot tap down before the back of the end zone. And Fort A State leads it 14 to 10. And, and that drive was possible because Central Oklahoma backed up on their own 20 after that Tiger punt or around the 20. Went full pass mode. And the first two fell incomplete. And so Fort A State didn't have to use their timeouts up in order to get the ball back. 
that that is that is just worst case for scenario for Central Oklahoma. We talked about momentum being squarely on the back of the Broncos. It's probably even if nothing else now, but at least the Tigers feel like they've had this success that they just did not get since the first drive of the game. So Fort A State gets a big scoring drive there. And they're back on top, first lead since it was seven to nothing on the first possession. Parker Janky to kick it away. It's a low line drive squib kick that's taken on a knee at the 27. So UCO is going to get one play. One second. So the clock never started. I mean, well, the reason is is because he didn't call for a fair catch. Yeah. If he calls for a fair catch, they get the. Full he, four seconds. He did field it on a knee. He so fielded there was it no and way. went to a knee. And the minimum amount of time they say is three, is three seconds. Three. Remember that with Pittsburgh State a number of years ago here that happened right at the end of a half. And if I remember right, it was Coach Tim Beck who was arguing the play. He was on the committee that approved the rule yeah. that a play has to last three seconds. <laughs> so UCO looks like they're just going to down it on a knee here. They put three seconds on the clock, so they take one second off. And doesn't matter. Keats Calhoun will put take the knee, and we go to halftime. Well, Fort A State, it was a struggle. Didn't get a whole lot going. However, they scored on their first possession, and they scored on their last possession, and they lead at halftime 14-10. to 10. We will be back with our Bank of A's halftime show after this timeout. You're listening to Fort A State football on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. One, they win at Emporia State today, 42-35, rallied from an early 14-0 and 21-7 deficit. Pitt State now 6-5-2. They blow out Lincoln 59-7. Washburn, the big win. They're 5-2. They beat previously unbeaten. And number two ranked Northwest Missouri State, 17-16 today at Diego Stadium. 11 play, 96-yard scoring drive. They take it in with under a minute to go and hold on for the victory. Missouri Southern gets a field goal to time runs out they knock off central missouri 30 to 28 in joplin they're now three and four and missouri western with a 34 point third quarter blows out northeastern state 57 24 some great division two matchups today number one valdosta state 42 17 winner over number eight west alabama Number three, Ferris State, leading number five, Grand Valley State on the road. That is 28-21 with a little under nine minutes to go in the uh, fourth. And number 11, Harding, wins at number 10, Henderson State, 46-14. to Another top 10 matchup, number nine, West Georgia, playing at number two, West Florida. Haven't been able to track down that score yet, so there are three matchups involving the top 10 uh four of them actually all facing ranked teams and three of those it's top 10 against top 10 here four day state is up 14 to 10 as we get set to start the second half here in a little bit big momentum turn tigers took advantage of that felt of that uh, penalty got a touchdown and uh, feel a lot better about things. Now we'll see how these two teams adjust because the way this game started, we thought it might be 28-28 here at the break. Hammer on nail, Gerard, because you said take advantage of, and that has been the issue for Fort Hayes State this year. Take advantage of the situations in front of you, and the Tigers did that on their first drive and last drive. They did not do that on the drives where they had third and one. You have to take advantage of third and one. 
unless it's third and inches, you don't get easier than third down conversions than third and one, and they finally were able to break through on that, on that final drive. And so that's where Fort Hay State has to do better in the second half once again, take advantage on what they have in front of them. Central Oklahoma is going to have to figure out what they want to do offensively because they've had one really impressive drive and then got stonewalled when they got down inside of the red zone. And that's the difference in this second half. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what Central Oklahoma does on offense because it feels like when they were committed to running the football, they were much better. But then they went away from that, went pass heavy, and all of a sudden, Fort A. State has a 14-10 to 10 lead. 14-10, Tigers with the lead. UCO's outgained them 204-183, to but Fort A. State has the lead as we get set to start half number two. Broncos will have the ball. There is zero win, so it really doesn't matter which side of the field you opt to play. The win will not be a factor. Broncos will be going from right to left. That is south to north. Tigers kicking it away. It'll be janky to kick it away. I wonder on nights like this or days where there's no win, if kicking at the scoreboard or away from the scoreboard makes any decision at all, just yeah. because of the lights that may be going in your in your eyes when you're trying to kick. Good high end over end kick's going to be taken by Moore at the five. There's a flag. He slips out of a tackle at the 20 and moves ahead of the 25. But we'll see about the penalty marker oh, on the return. Hunter Brown there on special teams coverage for Fort A State. It's a block in the back, and it's a it's a really poor attempt at Central Oklahoma for trying to to make the block. When, when you get blown by that fast, you just let the guy go. Craig Hessler having a little trouble with his wireless mic. He's trying to tell us what it is. Now, this is a good umpire. Manu Preston is coming in. He's helping out his white hat. All right, there's a problem with the wireless mic, so he's trying to make During sure. The there we are. Holding. Number 31 receiving team. 10-yard penalty. First down. So that is going to be on Raquan Wicks. Nice assist there by Manu Preston. And so the Broncos, instead of their own 25, will start at their own 16-yard line here as we get this third quarter underway. 14-10, Fort A. State with the lead here at home over UCO. Two receivers here to the left. The long side of the formation. Garner the running back. They'll give it to him. He tries to run it around the right end, and the Tigers finally track him down at about the 19-yard line. It's about four on the plate. Javarius Sanders finally able to chase him down. They're going to mark him at the 20, so it's a gain of four, second down and six for UCO. Well, I think that's where their success is going to come in the second half is running the football because they've done such a good job of, of disguising who has the ball, and especially when they get Brown in there to run it as well. Quavedo starts the second half. Gardner lines up to his right. And they're going to hand it off to Gardner right up the middle. He's got a first down. Boy, just a little hesitation. Then he just hit that hole hard. Takes it all the way out to the 28. Brought down by Wyatt Seidel. We're going to say his knee actually hit at the 27-yard line, but it's enough for a first down. It doesn't take him long to get up to full speed. Oh, he planted and, that right foot, and he hit that hole. And 
checking the sideline. I, I don't see 33. That's Peyton Scott. That's their normal starter, their Gator, Gatorade yeah. Oklahoma player of the year in 18 in Oklahoma. He, he's not on the sideline anyway. Six carries, 36 yards, and a touchdown a week ago. There's a handoff. And nope, it's a keeper by the quarterback, Brown. He breaks a tackle. He's into the open and then finally run down from behind at the 45-yard line. He nearly broke that one. Wyatt Seidel had to bring him down from behind, but a big gain there of 18 yards and a first down. And again, that, that this is where Central Oklahoma was able to get down into the red zone was was primarily running the football in a combination of Brown, the quarterback, and then Calhoun coming in and handing it off. Stephon Brown is in there right now. He's got Gardner to his right, fakes a handoff, gives it to Brown. or no, And that was the second guy through who got it. And the Tigers blow him up. Marquise it was the King. running back, yeah, Marquise King, who came in motion. And Dalton Kuhn with a big time. And he actually dislodged the ball, but King was down. So they gave it to the wide receiver. And they're going to give him progress to the 46, so a gain of one. Dal- Dalton King, weigh, or I'm sorry, uh, Marquise King weighs 180 pounds. Dalton Kuhn looked like he was trying to to uh, hang clean him. <laughs> he got a hold of him and just pretty well picked him up off of the turf and then and then brought him back down. That was a great two-point takedown. Second down and nine for UCO at their own 46. There's a handoff near side, some running room, but the Tigers close it down. Good open field tackle. Will White came in and got the ankles of Jace Gardner at the Tiger 49. So it goes as a five-yard gain and brings up third down and four. We talk often of trust and trusting your teammates and to do what they're supposed to do. And Will White had to trust that as the wide receiver that ran past him, that the cornerback was going to pick him up. And that's what happened. So he could then, Will White, be up there to help make the tackle. First third down of this drive, the Broncos four for seven for the game. McGee, the tight end, a split to the right side as Stephon Brown is back in at quarterback. He's got two receivers far side among them, Marquise King, Moore, one-on-one coverage here to the left. It's going to be a draw play, and the quarterback is hit, and Brown goes down. Losing about four on the play. It won't be a sack because that was a run play. It was Javaris Sanders who made the tackle. Javaris slow to get up, but a tackle for loss back at the UCO 47-yard line. It'll be a loss of four, and the Broncos have to punt. Javar Sanders' body has not treated him well this year, but he still at times shows flashes of that player that has been so good here for Fort Hay State, and that is exactly what happened on that play. Alex Schramer back inside the 15 to receive this punt from Bo Phelps. 14-10 Tigers. They get a stop on UCO's opening possession here of the third. Good high kick. Schremer runs under it. He'll make the fair catch at the 22-yard line, so a 32-yard punt. No return, and Fort A. State's going to have it for the first time here in quarter number three, leading 14-10, to 10, scoring a touchdown on that final possession before halftime. We, we talked to Alex Schramer earlier this week, and we brought this up in the first half. He said returning a punt is at times the most scary and exciting thing, all in, all bunched up in one. You just, I get that. And, and you just don't think about it. You just, you just field the punt. And I asked him if he was a pole vaulter in high school because that's typically what, what pole vaulters will tell you. He's afraid of heights, is, was his response. I'll just stay on the ground, thank you. 
Keelan Chapman to the ball game now. He'll line up at running back to Chance Fuller's right. He'll get the carry, hits the hole hard, bangs into a Bronco, stays on his feet, and runs it all the way out to the 29, maybe the 30. Dylan Buckheit that tackle, but a good strong run of seven on first down for Keelan Chapman. Our third quarter brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today, and remember, to drink responsibly. That is Keelan Chapman's first run since the first play of the game. Boy, he ran hard. He ran hard on that other one as well. He's in there again. Birchfield will be wide out here to the near side along the numbers. Schramer and Manny Ramsey are split over to the left. Now Birchfield moves in a little bit near the hash. Chapman the running back to the right of Chance Fuller. Slaps the hands, takes the snap. Option play to Chapman. Trying to turn to the edge. He gets his legs taken out of the 30 and gets no gain. Elijah Wright, good closing speed. Keelan could just never get around the edge and turn the corner on him. It's no gain, and it brings up third down and three now for the Tigers. Elijah Wright made a great play. That was a fantastic angle he took, got yep. down around the ankles. His brother plays at Arkansas. Elijah from uh, Vian, Oklahoma, is 5'11", 230. He's a freshman, yeah. and he made that play. How much better must his brother be? His brother's at Oklahoma, or at Arkansas making plays, and that's the play this cat, cat just made. Soto and Chapman both in at running back for third and three. Fuller throws, and he overshoots his intended target. It was the running back, Adrian Soto, and it's over his head and incomplete, and the Fort A. State Tigers will have to punt. They go three and out on their opening drive. Uh, even if he makes the catch, Soto's tackled yeah. immediately. And I don't think that that's the, the target that the coaching staff was, was hoping for because Okichuku had broken off his route at the 40 and was coming back to the first down sticks and was open. It's just that Chance was flushed around the pocket so much in the first half, he, he doesn't have enough trust to hang out there very long. I mean, he got rocked hard twice in the, in the first Ooh, half. Low snap picked up by Sasson. He gets it away. It's not a great kick. He's did a great job of even punting it. The snap was low. It's going to roll inside the 45, down to the 42, and be down at the 41. So it's a 29-yard punt, which considering turns out to be positive news. That was about disaster. We have a timeout, 9.14 to go here in the third. Each team punting on their opening possession of the third quarter. Tigers still up 14-10 on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Brought to you by the Taco Shop. Dine-in, carry-out, or fast delivery. It's the Taco Shop. They're just east of campus on A Street. You know the number, 625-7114, or order from the Taco Shop app. The Taco Shop, you've never had it so good. 14-10, Fort A State leads it. That was our score at halftime. Each team has punted here in the third, and now UCO takes over their own 41-yard line. Calhoun back in. Tigers some pressure. They dump it on a little screen pass, and it's key, uh, Marquise King. He breaks several tackles up the Broncos sideline and finally an ankle tackle keeps him from scoring all the way up to the 27 Jordan Starks just saved a score they're going to mark him at the 26 on a gain of 33 speaking of Jordan Starks we haven't had to call his name much he looks healthy yes. for the first time in several weeks on plays like that we had to run a long ways over the last several weeks we've seen him really come up hobbling and even in that Washburn game a little bit this is as healthy as we've seen him look in quite some time well, the Broncos out of the Fort A. State 26-yard line trying to retake the lead. They're down 14-10. We have 8.38 to go in the third. Johnny Bizell, the fourth, 
And Marquise King near side are going to hand it off to the running back Gardner, and he gets belted at the line of scrimmage. They'll give him one to the 25. He ran into a wall of black jerseys for a short gain of one. That wall was led by Javaris Sanders. We've called his name a lot here tonight. So a gain of only one. Second down at nine for UCO. 14-10, Fort Hayes State. That was our halftime score. King, Moore, and Bizell, the three wide receivers split here to the left side of the formation. The tight end, McGee to the right. Gardner, the running back. They're going to fake the handoff. Calhoun throws. It's in the flat. It's caught for a very short gain. They're going to get about five, maybe six to the 20. Caught by Moore. Hit hard by Starks. They're going to mark that ball as they unpile right at the 20. So it goes for five. And now we have third down and four for UCO. What is the last time you have done a football game and the number zero is yeah. used? It, it just struck me when he caught the ball. I thought I was misreading it as an eight. Sit in basketball, but not much in football. Two receivers right, one left. That is number zero, Josh Moore. And now Tucker Pauley, the redshirt sophomore out of Jenks, Oklahoma, played at Bixby High as a running back. Keats Calhoun in the shotgun. Now the tight end McGee will line up on the left side. Calhoun is dropping back. He's got room to run. He's at the 20, throws it late. It's caught by McGee. He's going to take it in for a touchdown. Heady play there by the quarterback, Calhoun. He was running. He had room, but then at the last minute, he saw his tight end break free, and he dumped it to him, and McGee takes it into the end zone, and the Broncos are back on top, 16-14. to 14. Oh, And John could probably tell us the best, but Coach Chris Brown was checking with the sideline official if, if the quarterback had crossed the line of scrimmage before he threw that ball, but apparently not. Yeah, he was close, but, uh, yeah, got the thumbs up that he was okay. It was, you're right, it was close, but officials watching it all the way. Nicky Quavedo, the younger brother of their normal kicker, Alex Quavedo, who's injured, will come in for another extra point. Low snap, he gets the kick away, and he got it through. He stays perfect on extra points this year. Now, not 10 for 10. 7 on 1 to go here in the third quarter. The Broncos are back on top, 17-14. We'll take a break along the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. By Michelob Ultra. Enjoy like a pro. Enjoy an ice-cold Michelob Ultra today, and remember to always drink responsibly. 17-14. Fort A. State trailing UCO now. Each team punted on their opening possession. And now the Broncos able to take it in. Four plays, 39 yards, and they're on top by three once again in what has been a back-and-forth game. See if the Tigers can answer. Again, they'll have Adrian Soto back deep along with Alex Schramer. The folks have left, not as big a crowd by the, the smallest of the season, but trying to encourage their Tigers here tonight. High end over end kick. It's going to be taken by Soto, who backpedals to his own five to the 10. He tries a middle return to the 15. He's at the 20, and then taken down by the ankles of the 25. Man, if he breaks that one, he goes for about 15 or 20 more. Trayvon Craig made a great open field tackle there. Fort A. State will have it at their own 25-yard line. Well, and you give credit to Craig because he could have overrun that play. He could have easily gone further to his right, which would have taken him out of the opportunity to make the tackle. Special teams 
it, 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 more so than any position. You have to play discipline. And at the same point, you have to fly down the field yeah. running as fast as possible and try to obliterate the guy who's but holding the football. But stay in your lane. But stay in your lane, man. Stay in your lane. First and 10, Tigers are on 25-yard line. Chapman gets the carry, starts up the middle, bounces to his right, then gets hit from behind. That momentum carries him to the 30. Michael Slater the hit, but it's a five-yard gain, and there's a Bronco slow to get up. Yeah, Pat Kelly, and then whoever the Bronco is that's slow to get up here. And that is that is Michael Slater. They they had a they had a mountain sized collision between the two. And Slater's running off with yeah. his left arm just like dangling to the or side. Something, yeah, shoulder. He turns twenty five in December. Michael Slater, junior out of St. Louis, he went to Iowa Central Community College. He actually was at the University of Iowa for two seasons to start his career, but never played for the Hawkeyes. I was about 25 when I threw my yeah. back out for the first yeah, time, so 13, I, I feel his pain. 13 four-year, 13 junior college transfers on their roster. There's a handoff to Chapman, just weaves his way, and he's going to be close to a first down, about a yard short to the 34, brought down by Zane Adams. Well, this is this is the trouble down for Fort yeah. State, is third and short. So far tonight, they have converted on four of nine third downs, five of nine third downs. The ones they haven't, third and one twice, third and three, and third and seven. Chapman, the running back. Fuller slaps his hands twice. Now they'll turn to the sideline for the play. Ramsey, Okachuku, wideouts to the left. And Deontay Crutchfield here with one-on-one -on -one coverage to the right. Just inside the numbers. Handoff, Chapman hits the hole hard. There's a first down. He needed one. He barrels his way forward for three, maybe four out to the 37. Hunter Large at the tackle. Great job behind Pat Kelly, Amari Angram, Bolden, and the center, Senatuli Teohema. It's a first down out to the 37. It is bizarre to me that after having so much success putting nine in the box, eight in the box, on third and one, the Central Oklahoma went away from that. Three down linemen for the Broncos. Although Noah West is a lineman, but he's in a two-point stance on his feet. Three receivers again bunched up in a triangle. One of them to tight end Butkey here on the right side. Crutchfield to the right. Gokachoki to the left. It's a pass down the middle. Caught by Deontay Crutchfield. Then he gets hit, but a nice catch across the middle. And he's slow to get up. He picks up almost 10 for a first down. Dylan Buckheit with the big hit. And Crutchfield slow up now he tried to get up but he's back on his back it is a first down a gain of 11 up to the 48 yard line again they'll attend to the injured receiver he's had a tough go of it broke his finger early in camp made his debut in the tigers game two weeks ago against carney here at home did not play at washburn and he got belted going across the middle, held on to the ball, but he hit was hit hard, and they're attending to him at the 45. Everything final in the MIAA today. Carney beat Emporia, 42-35. Crutchfield up, and he's going to come off under his own power. Pitch day blew out Lincoln, 59-7. Washburn, a 6-17-16 win over number two Northwest. Southern on a late field goal beat Central Missouri 30-28. We'll be in Warrensburg. The, Bron the Mules are 2-5. and five. Western blows out Northeastern 57-24. And here it's 17-14 UCO. Scoreboard update brought to you by Mason Miller's CPA, certified public accountants and business advisors, offices in Phillipsburg, Norton, Stockton, and Quinter. First down, Tigers. They're up to their own 48, down 17-14, under five to play in the third. 
Two receivers left, one right. Handoff, Keelan Chapman tries to turn the edge. He has nowhere to go. He runs into a wall to get one to the 49. And there were six white jersey Broncos led by Hunter Largent to make that tackle. The fact that Tigers got one yes. out of that is a monumental. I'm going to say the same thing. There was nothing there. Chapman running hard tonight. So this is his series. Adrian Soto returned the kick, but he has not played in this possession. Three receivers. Okachuku, the tight end, Butkey, and Manny Ramsey to the left. And Crutchfield back in. He's split over here to the right. Ramsey comes in motion. Shotgun snap back to Fuller. Has time. Steps up in the pocket. Now he throws it late. And it's almost intercepted. He threw it late. Undershot Manny Ramsey. A Bronco had a beeline on it and almost picked it off. It goes incomplete. It'll be third and nine. And if he does, he houses it. Because yeah. there's nobody within 30 yards in front or beside him. Only if Manny Ramsey can run him down. But Ramsey's stationary, and the defensive back is moving the other way. That, that is where Chance has to run. I know he got rocked on a run earlier. It was there. There, there was nobody. There, there was nobody for 10 yards. And he had been doing that the last really three games, but those hard hits he took in the first quarter, he has been a little gun-shy and running. Crutchfield and Butkey, wide receivers and tight ends here to the right. Now Chapman will switch from the right to the left of Fuller. There's a shotgun snap on third and nine. Fuller across the middle. It's caught, but it will not be enough. Ramsey set up shop at the 45. He needed the 42. He caught it and then was hit immediately by Lamontre Hoovel. And Fort A. State's going to bring in the punt team on fourth and three. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A. State football. Gets his best punt of the night. It's going to be fair caught. And no, they let it roll inside to 10. It'll be down at the six-yard line. That'll be a 39-yard punt, but it's going to pin the Broncos inside the 10 with 3.17 to go in the third. UCO leading 17 to 14. They're going to mark it officially at the seven, so a 38-yard punt. Again, a low snap. This time, Sasson able to grab it and get off a good kick. Well, the defense got to find a way to get a stop here. Keep this out of one possession game. Broncos up by three. They have the only points here in the second half. Boy, they are, they are checking out Deontay Crutchfield's right leg down here. And they are doing the always, yeah, always, the always uh, holding your breath stability test. They put a wide receiver in motion. They hand it off to Gardner. The Broncos line with good surge just gives them a little bit of room out to the 10-yard line. So he'll pick up three. Second down and seven, Dalton Kuhn, the Smith Center product, who had a big game last week at Topeka, makes that tackle. Well, it's been a rough year for Crutchfield. Hopefully it's not as bad as they work on him down on the table below. The two, the two guys who call plays, do the hand signals for Central Oklahoma, just got told by the official to get back inside the 20. They were at the 10. Yep, 20 is the, co the box now. Yeah, you got to. I guess try until they tell you not. There's a play action. Calhoun rolling to his left, throws it across the middle. It's caught, and then a big-time hit, and it's a catch and a first down for Moore, who popped up, and Will, yeah, Will White, White is slow not. to get up. He's going to hobble. He applied that hit, but he hurt his leg, it looks like. He is limping off the field. Heck of a catch by Moore. Great design play to the left, and then Keats Calhoun threw across his body, and he found more at the 30, or make that the 27-yard line in a gain of 17 in the first half. Yeah, that, that's, that's more than his leg. Yeah. 
I, I think he had the wherewithal to act like it was his leg. So when they get to the sideline, they don't check him. But Will Weiss not very unlikely to come back in this game. Three receivers split to the right side for the Broncos. Gardner the running back. Calhoun play action. Pump fake. Steps back. Heaves it deep downfield. And a ball is going to be intercepted and then dropped. Scheidman Preston had it. And then it dislodged when he hit the turf. It'll be second and ten. Oh, the Tigers, they have only one interception all season. Dead last in the MIAA, and Preston had it. And then when he hit the turf, the ball popped out incomplete. He read it perfectly. Oh, man. They got a little pressure on the quarterback. He put it up in between two defenders for his receiver to go get. And Jimon read it perfectly. Second and 10, UCO from their own 27. 2.03 to go in the third. They're up 17-14. Oh, man, now they're doing the stability test on Will White's left. Oh, boy, there's a handoff to Gardner. Gardner weaves his way out to the 30, picks up about three to the 31. Brought down by Dalton Kuhn, and all of a sudden the last three plays have not been kind for four-day state. Third down at seven. Tiger defense has got to get off the, the field here. We're getting to the final minutes yeah. of the third quarter. Tigers have had two possessions, three and out, then they had a seven-play drive that stalled near midfield and punted. Now they hold up UCO as they bring in a late sub. Now they can go. Play clock down to 11. Calhoun, the quarterback, they'll look to the sideline. Clock rolling at a minute 20. Broncos up by three late in the third. Two receiver left, one right. Snap back to Calhoun, straight drop, pocket crumbling. He's going to run. He's got a first down, and he's ankle tackled by Tyler Cummings all the way out to the 45-yard line. He'll scramble for 14 and a UCO first down. That's what I said in the pregame show. It's not what each of those quarterbacks do as their strengths. It's, it's the opposite. It's, it's what their weakness is or what they're not as good at that ends up getting you, and it's the running ability of Calhoun when that's not what he's known for. And it was what he was able to take advantage of. So Cummings in there now as they attend to Will White down on the sideline. They're working on two players, and Will had that big-time hit on the catch by Moore, but hurt his leg. There's a handoff to Pauly, breaks a tackle in the backfield and is able to run it around the left edge and take it all the way out to the 49 and pick up four. Jivan Preston, the tackle. Florida State nearly had him in the backfield right as they made the handoff, that mesh point. Could not track him down, and Broncos get something out of nothing. Pick up four at second down and six. They do not have nope. to run a play here, and they won't. Dalton Kuhn, by the way, almost took that handoff. Oh, off, man, he was But right he had there. no support then to, to take care of who he didn't take. Well, we're at the fourth quarter. Forday State needs a stop. They're down by three. UCO 17, Forday State 14. Fourth quarter next. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. The Tigers there, but he had a lot of help. Dalton Kuhn was in there to help out on that tackle. I think uh, got some help from Landon Teal as well. But it was a wall of black jerseys, a gain of one to the 49. And here we go, a big third down and six, no gain. 14 and a half to go in a game. UCO six of ten on third down tonight. John Johnson's ninth tackle of the night. He had like big. 16 last week in his first start. 
Third down, back to pass Calhoun. It's going to be caught by McGee. Did he hang on to what he did? He was battling Cooper for it. And Calhoun, just a big, strong body. Or excuse me, uh, McGee at 6'5 and 270 just out wrestled that ball. It's the first down to the 41. And, and Cooper knocked it loose. The ball, the ball was free for a moment. And then the tight end was able to gather it back in as he's falling to the ground. But that's the advantage of being 6'5". Yeah, he's a large human. 270. Dante McGee, third-team All-MIAA. They call them halfbacks. They're really tight ends. There's nothing half about it. No, he's a full He's a full tight end, full body. Keeper by Calhoun. The quarterback runs it. He doesn't do it often, but he, that was a design run for Keats Calhoun. He gets nine to the 33. Brought down by Wyatt Seidel. It's a good game. Second down, we'll say eight, second down and two. It is imperative that you hold yes. them to a maximum field goal on this. 17-14 UCO. It's been a struggle offensively tonight for the Tigers. Scored a touchdown of the opening possession of the game and then the final possession of the Tigers' final possession of the third, second quarter. That's been it. One in the locker room up 14-10. to 10. Trailing now 17 to 14. There's a pass from Calhoun going to the end zone. It's caught by King at the five. He had that inside leverage on Devin White, the Tampa freshman, and it's first and goal at the five for Central Oklahoma on a 28-yard completion. It's the play that beat the Tigers in yep. overtime as Central, uh, at Central uh, at Washburn. And King, who made that catch, he is hurt. And he's jogging and running back on the opposite sideline. He's all the way down to the opposite 20-yard line on the sideline. Yeah, he's trying to work out whatever it is. Moore is in there. Three receivers bunched in a triangle to the far side. They bring in. There's a flag as the uh, Stephon Brown takes it into the end zone. But we'll see about the penalty marker. Right as the quarterback was taking off to run, the flags came out. There is a bro an injured Bronco and an injured. <laughs> okay. I actually think they got J their helmets tangled no, up. Is Javar Sanders uh, that wrist, per that arm protector? Yes, that arm brace. It's it's hooked in the helmet <laughs> of an offensive lineman. Now he's going to get called for a holding penalty anyway, I believe. But <laughs> this is, or, or this is uh, illegal illegal arm and would this and be illegal to touching? The face. Yeah, exactly. Oh, this is Chris Brown's going. No out foul there. on the play. The player's arm was in his helmet, and it looked like holding, but it was not. The results of play is a touchdown. Well, don't like that. Touchdown UCO. They're up 23-14. Five-yard run for Stephon Brown. Of all of the explanations that we could have had in this game that would have just not shocked me, that this isn't on the list. But the way that this season has gone, oh maybe I should have expected it. So they're trying to untangle. I don't think I've ever seen this. Javaris Sanders and one of the offensive linemen, they're trying to untangle the two. His brace on his arm got caught in the helmet. Well, I know nobody cares, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain this uh, just in a second. I care. I, I'm sure you do. When I was in high school, there was, yeah, a, pe there was a penalty situation. They took the offensive lineman's helmets off, so there's still a – That was Alex still a, Eichler, the center. There's still a helmet attached to Javar uh, Sanders' there they, got, there they got it off. When I was in high school, there was a penalty situation, kind of like this, where they threw a flag on a teammate of mine because they thought he was taunting. 
Well, their helmets got stuck together. <laughs> they ended up having to take both players' helmets off, and both players ended up missing most of the rest of the quarter by the time that they could get the helmets unstuck. So I have witnessed something similar before. Well, Central Oklahoma, extra point away from going up by 10 with 12.25 to play in the game. Dire straits time for the Tigers right here. There's the extra point by Quavedo, and Nicky Quavedo puts it through. 24-14, UCO 11 plays, 93 yards. Remember, they were pinned down at the 7, and the UCO leads by 10 with 12.25 to go in the game. Adams Brown does more than just run numbers and file tax returns. They work hard to become strategic allies. Adams Brown, strategic allies and CPAs. We have a timeout with 12.25 to play. You're listening to four-day state football on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Stephon Brown's five-yard touchdown run gives UCO a 24-14 lead here at Lewis Field over the Tigers with 12 25 to go in the ball game. 11 plays, 93 yards. UCO now 387 yards of offense. The Tigers, 220. Tigers have run 10 offensive plays in the second half. I know they haven't scored points. And that's the reason they're behind. But they haven't helped yeah, out. No. 10 plays are going to get it done. There's a high kick. Soto backpedals. Takes it at the four, up the far hash to the 15, 20, 25, breaks a tackle, 30. There's a flag up to the 35 and down to the 36, but more than likely an illegal block. Two flags, in fact, on the play. So four-day state's going to be starting this drive back inside the 15-yard line, it appears. One of the Bronco coaches is way out onto the field again. Two of the coaches are out on the field. And it is a dead ball. They're huddling up with their team. And now we got a discussion. So maybe fouls on both teams. Four of the officials, including our lead referee, Craig Helzer, huddled up near the flags, which are about the 25-yard line. During the return, there are two fouls. Holding, Holding. number 22, 22. that penalty is declined. Holding, Holding. Number, number 10, 10 yard penalty spot of the foul. First down, Fort Hay State. So it's on Trey McJunkin. They take his penalty and not David Artiega's. So, Fort Hay State's going to start at their own 13 yard line. They need a, well, they need a score. They're down 10 with 12 18 to go. They need to be efficient about it because yes. Central Oklahoma has eaten up a lot of time in the second half on time of possession, which they now lead in 26 minutes to 21 minutes. First down, Tigers are on 13-yard line, down at home by 10 to UCO. Fuller dropping back. He throws it downfield. It's incomplete. Trying to go to Ramsey. That was really good coverage by Darius Hawkins. He's one of the defensive backs. Tiger receivers have not been open much tonight. That was a... Uh, Pretty well-thrown ball, but it was going to be a difficult catch at second and ten. Well, and again, Fort Hay State, since that first drive of the game, it is second and long every time that they're out onto the field. Ontario Birchfield, I don't think he even has a catch tonight. Split over to the far side. 
Okachuku to the near side with Ramsey. Slant batter caught by Manny Ramsey. Breaks a tackle 30 to the 35 and all the way up to the 38-yard line. Manny Ramsey on the slant pattern goes for 25. It'll be a first down brought down by Dylan Buckeye. Well, if you have a quarterback who's not able to trust his offensive line, rather he should or shouldn't, is out of the window because it's apparent that he doesn't trust him as much as he would like to or should. You call patterns to get the ball out of his hands quick so that the defensive line can't get to it. They mark it at the 13, or at the 37-yard uh, uh, line. So 25-yard completion, first down, Fort Hayes State. Fuller, quick pass, and it's batted down. He's trying to go to Soto, and it was batted down by Michael Slater. Man, we've called his name a lot. He was the one who left with either a shoulder or a stinger. And, man, he made a big play right there, and he's pretty happy about it, second and ten. That was a, uh, an issue that Chance had early in his career here at Fort Hayes State. Lots of passes batted down right at the line of scrimmage. He had gotten over them, learned a lot from it, but that's the first one tonight. Second down and 10. Tigers down by 10. 11.34 to go in a game. 24-14 Central Oklahoma. Three receivers right for Fuller. Takes the snap. Looks back left. He's got his man wide open here on the near side is Adrian Soto. He crosses the 50, then gets pile drive driven backwards, but he's got a first down. Dylan Buckheit, the tackle. They're going to mark it at the 48-yard line, and that is going to be a completion of 14 yards and a first down. Jonathan's kind of brought this up on the sideline before with us. Fort A State almost needs to use their, their running game out of short passes because that's where it's been the most successful. That's a big catch there by Soto. He's had a relatively quiet night. I was surprised he had 68 yards rushing. Fuller play action, hit, throws it deep, looking for Okachuku, and he can't make the catch. Some jostling with Kobe Stevens here on the near sideline and just could not track that ball down. It was thrown a little bit too strong over his head, and Fort A. State will now face a second out at 10. Okachuku had a step on the defensive back but could never quite run under it. Each of the first down plays on this drive have been incomplete passes. Second down and 10, three receivers right. Okachuku here wearing the pink socks with the gold shoes on the left. Guarded there one-on-one -on -one by Stevens. Soto in the backfield, left of Fuller. Now Butkey, the tight end, comes in motion. Fuller takes the snap, fires it to Ramsey, stretches on a slant pass, makes the catch. He's got another first down to the 35. Elijah Wright, the tackle, 13-yard gain. It'll move the chains and a first down for Fort Hayes State. Well, so far a pattern. Incomplete pass, pass for first down, incomplete pass, pass for first down, incomplete pass, pass for first down. I would love for the pattern maybe to take a break here and get a completion on first down. <laughs> about a pass for a touchdown. First to 10 Tigers down to the Bronco, 35, 10-35 and counting. They need some points down by 10. Fuller takes the snap, throws in and out of the hands of Butkey. Even if he catches, it's no gain. It was double team there. Good coverage. Jonathan Mosley along with uh, Darius Hawkins there in coverage, and it goes incomplete. Second out and 10 for Fort A. State. Well, Ch Chance had no time to no. throw. Butkey was double teamed which is what the Tigers were trying to get out of that route combination. And so it put Okechukwu one-on-one with a safety. Josh is 6'3", 220. All you got to do is put it around him. 
Ramsey and Okuchuku near side. There's a handoff. Soto right up the middle. Breaks a tackle. Dances to the left. Stays on his feet. Then fumbles the football. It's loose. Big scramble. I think Central Oklahoma's going to have it. Soto had scrambled for a first down. And then the ball popped out late. And UCO recovers back at the 11. Adrian Soto working so hard, he had a first down and then fumbled late in the run. And how many times do you see that? When you break a couple of tackles, you're inching for more yardage. And at the very end, they strip the ball away and Ford Hayes State turns it over. The first in, uh, first turnover of the ball game. And now with 10-18 to go, Central Oklahoma has it back, leading 24-14. And the fumbles have cost the Tigers dearly this year. The Missouri Western loss, huge fumble that led directly to seven points. Well, Fort A. State was driving. Now the Broncos are going to mark it at the 13-yard line, and they will be in no hurry here, up by 10. Players a handoff right up the middle. Gardner stays on his feet. Tigers can't bring him down. He just kept those feet moving. He's got it all the way out to the 22, maybe the 23. They're going to mark him down at the 22. Brought down by Wyatt Seidel. Gain of nine on the run. Second down and one for UCO. They're up by 10 points. We're inside 10 minutes to go in the ballgame. Well, in the second half, the Tigers are getting beat. Central Oklahoma is winning this football game against Fort Hayes State. That's the first real big mistake the Tigers have made. Mm-hmm. Central Oklahoma's winning this game. Second down and one. UCO from their own 22. Calhoun's going to throw, and it's incomplete. They tried to hit the receiver, Marquise King, coming across the pattern from the top of the top side of the formation. It was set up there, but the throw a little behind it because incomplete. Stops the clock. It's third down and one. Central Oklahoma 7 for 11 on third down tonight. They have not had a third down of more than nine yards all night. 9.37 to go. Big play here. They only need a yard. Third and one from their own 22. UCO up 10. We're at 9.37 left of the game. Calhoun's gone most of the way here in the second half, although Brown got a rushing touchdown. They're going to hand it off to Gardner right up the middle, and he's got a first down. He scored it out of the pack and gets it up to the 25, picking up three. And that's a first and 10. Nazir Mallory on that tackle for Fort Hayes State, but a first down to the run by Jace Gardner. So a new possession here with 9-19 to go in the game. UCO with the lead. Trying to win their third in a row and end a five-game losing streak to Fort A. State. First down and 10. Calhoun taking his time. Play clock gets down to 10. There's the snap play action, and now whistles are blown right as that play was developing. See about that. False start. Yep. False start. One offense. Five-yard penalty. Repeat, first down. Marquise King, the wide receiver. Well, and that's unfortunate because the Tigers had a tackle for loss. Yes. About two yards deep. It would have been second and 12, but where the play was blown dead, it, it just doesn't count. Now, no, it's four, first and 15. This is the game. If you don't get off the field on this series, you still have to get the ball back twice. I don't know that you will if you don't get off on these next three downs. First and 15, the Broncos backed up to their own 20. 
Two receivers left, one right, handoff, Gardner breaks through the initial surge and the Tigers converge and take him down at about the 23. So he'll get a short gain of three, brings up second down and 12. Clock still rolling, 8.20 and counting. Javaris Sanders, he's been busy today, makes that stop. Second down and we'll say 12 from the 23-yard line. Tigers have not scored in the second half. They got a touchdown late in the second to go up 14-10, but Broncos a couple of second-half touchdowns. Calhoun to throw, slam pattern, caught by Bizell. Great open field tackle by Forte State's Jordan Starks. You mentioned he looks healthy. That was a big-time play right there because if he doesn't make it, it's a first down and more. Ball spotted at the 20 eight-yard line, so it's a five-yard gain. And now a big third down and seven for UCO. Seven and a half minutes to go in the game. Broncos are up 10, 24-14. Two receivers left, one here to the right. That's Josh Moore. They brought in Tucker Pauly at running back. He's the redshirt sophomore out of Bixby High. Jenks native, a little bit bigger body there, 205. Third down, seven. Tigers need to stop. Calhoun takes the snap. Quarterback wants to run, throws it late. It's incomplete. He was trying to dump it in the flat to the tight end, McGee, who was covered by Ty Cooper, and the Broncos will have to punt with 7.05 to go. Uh, and, uh, and the tight end wanted a pass interference, and he's not going to get it because it was a bad throw by the quarterback. He threw it behind not only the tight end, but also behind Ty Cooper. And so it resulted in the tight end trying to turn around and grab it. At the same point, Ty Cooper's ready to make the tackle. That's a good piece of officiating, realizing that the pass is what caused the contact. Fourth down, so the Broncos will punch. Schramer sets up shop at his own 33-yard line. Bo Phelps takes the snap. Tigers come after it, and they run into him. No flag, good officiating there. Not a great punt. It takes a Tiger bounce all the way back onto the... Broncos side of the field at the 47-yard line. So, Forte State ate it there. And that's only going to be a 19-yard punt, and we have a timeout. 6.55 to go in the game. Tigers need at least 10. They're down 24-14 on the Tiger Sports Network, built by Paul Wurtenberger Construction. Fourth quarter brought to you by Bud Light Seltzers. Dive in, taste buds, and enjoy a Bud Light Seltzer today. And a reminder, please drink responsibly. 24-14, Central Oklahoma leading Fort Hayes State. There is 6.55 to go in the game. BTI is your John Deere dealer. Locations in Buckland, Great Bend, Greensburg, Hoxie, Death City, and Pratt. BTI, our family, in partnership with your family. Well... We mentioned it being a crossroads game for Fort A. State. This is a rather large possession in their season right here. As they get the ball at the Bronco 48-yard line. That punt landed backwards. It's only a 19-yard punt, so good field position. Tigers have to score twice, trailing 24-14 with under seven minutes to go. Number one, hold on the ball. Yep. Number two, do it fairly quick and without a mistake that causes you to use a timeout. 
the bottom of the hour. We'll give you an ID after this after this play. Three wide receivers set to the left or to the right. Okachuku here to the left. Fuller takes the snap. He's going downfield. Josh is there, and he takes a big-time hit, and the pass is incomplete. He got belted by Dylan Buckite, who's been a heavy hitter tonight. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification. You're listening to Fort A. State Football. That would have been close to a first down, but Okachuku could not hold on to it. A big-time hit there by Buckite, the sophomore from Moore, Oklahoma. Same formation, three to the right. Okachuku to the left. They hand it off to Keelan Chapman. He finds a bit of a hole, takes it to the 45, short gain of three. He's brought down by Elijah Wright, and now Fort A. State facing a third down and seven. All right at the 45 of UCO, six and a half to go in the game. Tigers down 24-14, have not scored in the second half. Schramer and Ramsey, wide receivers right. Okachuku here to the left. Butke, the tight end, lines up on the left side in a three-point stance. Snap back to Fuller. Time in the pocket. Steps up, throws. It's batted down and incomplete. Second time a Bronco lineman has gotten their hand on. I think it was Robert Fuentes that time. And now Fort A. State facing fourth and seven in the ball game in all likelihood. I don't know if you have a. Uh, I don't know if you have a decision but to punt. I mean, I mean, but to go. For oh it. yeah, no doubt. Tigers down 10, 6-13 to go in a game. Well, in the game, you mentioned likely the game. The game was the fumble. Yeah. Because the Tigers are going to score something on that drive. Schrammer, Ramsey, Budke, wide to the right. Okachuku here to the left. Soto the running back, left to Fuller, takes the snap. Tigers need seven. Fuller in the pocket, looking, looking. Nobody open. Now the pocket crumbles. Fuller tries to run. He's at the 45, 40 angles. He's got a first down at the 36-yard line. That time, Chance tucked it up and ran with it. Nobody was open. It'll move the chains and keep the game alive for the Tigers. Down by 10. Out of bounds at the 37. He scrambles for 8 when he needed 7. The last minute, at the last second, Keelon Chapman, who's 5'11", 225, he's a pretty big dude. He lays out 6'2", 290, Michael Slater, and allows Chance to have the last three yards. So the Tigers convert on fourth down. They're at the Bronco 37-yard line. Fuller steps up, throws it late, caught by Chapman. Two-yard gain to the 35. 535 remaining. Clock continues to roll. Lamontre Hovel on that tackle for Central Oklahoma. Tigers need points. They're down 10. 24-14. Clock rolling at 523 to go. Okachuku and Ramsey to the left. Schramer, the wide receiver to the right. Fuller takes the snap, dropping back, time in the pocket, now rolls to his left, pocket crumbling, throws it late, caught by Schramer, flag comes out. Was there a late hit maybe? Nope, it's going to be a hold, I think, on the Tigers, and that's going to negate that completion of about seven yards. Lamontre Hovel Hovel on that tackle, but getting a flag, and there's an injured Bronco on the play. I think that is Noah West, the defensive end. I think you're right. And the Tigers with a holding penalty. Here's been the issue for Fort Hay State in this second half, Gerard. Tigers have run eight first down plays in the second half. They have netted 15 yards on those eight plays. It is West, and he's up under his own accord. Still awaiting Craig Helzer here with the call on the penalty. Well, he gave the all the indications, but his microphone didn't work. Yep. 
It was a hold, so it moves it back to the 45. And now it's second down and 17. We'll say it 18. Budke and Schrammer wide to the right. Ramsey Okachuku here to the left. Chapman the running back, right of Fuller in the shotgun on second and 18. Five minutes to go. Tigers down 10. Fuller throws across the middle, caught by Okachuku at the 30, and then gets stopped right there. He'll pick up 15 yards. Elijah Wright the tackle. Clock still rolling at 446. Tigers down by 10. Central Oklahoma's goal is this. Keep everything in front. They'll, they'll even let Fort Hay State work into field goal territory because they still have the big seven-point lead there. Tigers down to the 30. Soto is in, so both running backs, Soto and Chapman to the left and right of Fuller. Three receivers set. Play action. Fuller is in trouble. He's grabbed and taken down by Robert Fuentes. Sacked for the third time. Back of the 33-yard line. He loses three. Clock still rolls at 4-10, and now it's fourth down again. Fourth down and six. Well, and that right side of the line has had just an awful night. And and Strotter, who's not playing, is a big reason. And I mean that physically and metaphorically. Three receiver right to the left. Fuller steps up in the pocket on fourth down. He zings it. It's incomplete. Trying to go to Keelan Chapman. And that's going to probably do it here with 3.51 to play. Broncos get a fourth down stop. And Fort A. State gives it up on downs. And UCO has it back with 3.51 up by 10. 24-14. It's been a long time since the Tiger offense has been held to Man. 14 points in a game. Have not scored in the second half. So UCO is going to get the ball here with 3.51 to go. There's not enough time left. Tigers have to score twice unless there's a turnover and a quick score. But you're right, that fumble turned the game. Fort A. State was driving, still a lot of time. Even if you only get three, you're down a touchdown. But the fumble pretty much sealed their fate. There's a handoff to Gardner, breaks a tackle of the line of scrimmage, gets spun around, takes it up to about the 37, and gets taken down there by John Johnson, the Dodge City freshman. Made his first start at Washburn a week ago. They're going to mark it at the 38. So a pretty good run there, a gain of five. Second down and five. 3.23 to go. Tigers have all three timeouts, but they're down two touch. They're down to 10 points. Uh, and this game has come down to execution. Central Oklahoma's only run three more plays in the game than the Tigers have. Central Oklahoma is winning this game with execution. 3.05 and counting, 24-14. There's a snap, and a handoff goes to Gardner, and he gets spun around to the 40, up to about the 42, and they're still battling. There's the whistles late. He's going to be short of a first down by a couple of yards. It is third down, and we'll say one, 245, and counting in the game. We're going to mark it at the 42-yard line. Well, I, I know that there's been some disappointment this season, but this is this is the disappointing loss. Yeah. Uh, this, this one is going to hurt badly. Two and a half and counting, 24-14 our score. Third down and one. Even if the Tigers get a stop, I'm sure they're going to have enough time, but definitely have to get a stop right here. 
Keats Calhoun's gone most of the way at quarterback here in the second half. He's played well. Two tight ends set, two wide receivers. He's going to keep it himself, and he's got the first down close. Well, let's see. They unpile it. It's right at the 43, and it is a first down. Needed one. He got one. And that is going to do it. Jamara Sanders slow in getting up. 4,217 here tonight. Smallest crowd of the year, but still a decent crowd, but a very disappointing finish to this one here tonight. Inside two to go. Tigers can stop the clock, but they're down two possessions. CO in no hurry. They're going to let that clock wind down inside of 10. Four down lineman for the defense. There's a handoff to Gardner, runs into a Tiger, and dropped to the 46. They're still pushing after the play. Wyatt Seidel makes the tackle. It's a gain of three. And we're down to a minute 26 now as the clock is stopped. Four days call a timeout. Apparently so. Timeout Tigers, minute 26 to go in the game. 24-14. Well, it'll be interesting your chat with Chris Brown afterwards. We talked this game being kind of a crossroads for four days. State haven't been in this situation in a long, long time, and it'll be some deep soul searching for everybody. Well, and and I'm not. This is not me calling out the coaching staff, but I think it's for the coaching staff for too. For everybody on on the on the soul searching part. Because there, there's got to be a, a there's got to be buttons pushed for everybody, and and three and four is not the standard that this program has been has been brought up to, and so now it's trying to find out how to end this season, and probably evaluation over the remaining games of who's here to be able to help the program post 2021. Second down and seven. Tigers have two timeouts left. There's a minute 26 to go. And obviously you try to get a stop. If you can get a quick score, you recover an onside kick. You still have a chance, but it's a fleeting chance at that. Two wide receivers to the left for the Broncos. They hand it off to Gardner. Short gain of about one. Tigers will call a second timeout. Tackle made again by John Johnson. He's had a big game tonight. And tackle number 12 on the night. He's had a tackle for loss as well. Market at the 47, he gained one. So now it's third down and seven. Four-day State can only stop the clock one more time. Whatever flicker of hope they have hinges on this play here and forcing a punt. You know, speaking of John Johnson, that's a kid who has like three full games at linebacker in his career. Yeah. He was a safety at Dodge City and lost part of his senior year with a, I think it was a collarbone injury or something. But he has three games at linebacker. And then Miles Menges, I think he played safety in eight-man football. Probably. He wasn't a linebacker either. So you've got two guys that have about seven games of uh, linebacking experience who are redshirt freshmen. That linebacking core is going to be very good. And we're going to look back on this season as the, I don't know, young coming of age of these guys. But they're still learning how to play linebacker. 
I'm sure there's mistakes. I'm sure whoever is coaching them is going to point things out over the next week and the months. But you really got to like what you get out of these freshmen so far. And this 4-2-5 defense is set up for linebackers to get a lot of tackles. But they're redshirt freshmen. They're far younger than the guys they're playing against and doing a great job. Third down and seven, UCO from their own 47, a minute 22 left. Tigers down to one timeout. They're down 24-14. Calhoun hands it off to Gardner up the middle. Tigers clog the hole, and they bring him down to the 49. So it's a gain of two. They'll force a punt here, and they'll burn their final timeout, stop the clock with a minute 17 to go. Your only chance is to just all abandon rush this punt, right? Yeah. And, and somehow get a block and a score on it so that you can try to kick it again. I mean, you are, you are the eternal optimist that I've ever known broadcasting games. Do you see another way that, that in a minute 17 you could score 10 points? It's happened before. It's not likely. I'm not saying it's probably going to happen, but it. Tigers do have a flicker of hope. Although that flicker is close to being extinguished, but or a return, a good return would would be helpful. And you got to score quickly, obviously, and then you got to recover an onside kick, which in today's college football, today's football is very difficult to do. I just love how Keith you driving our spotter. He's the math professor. Just saying, mathematically, the Tigers still have a shot. Well, I just love how you how you put out those chances because. A block punt would be nice. People, people have left. And so, obviously, that's where they're at in this whole thing. If the Tigers come after it, Schrammer back at the 12-yard line. Tigers down 24-14 with a minute 17 to go. There's the snap. Tigers go after it. Almost got it, but it's a punt that's away. Schrammer's going to field it, and he breaks a tackle 25, spins to the 30, gets spun around to the 32, near the 33, knocked out by Marshall Washington. Well, Schrammer got the return. Tigers were close to blocking that one. And they're going to have the ball with a minute seven to go at their own 36-yard line, needing two scores. They're down. 24 to 14. Now, whoever almost got there did a great job of reading the center because he raised his shoulders up. And had he not snapped the ball, it would have been a snap infraction. Mm -hmm. And so he went, whoever it was, he went on that movement and nearly got there. Well, here you go. First and 10 Tigers. They've got two receivers, Butke and Okochuku here to the left, Schramer and Ramsey to the right. Keelon Chapman to the backfield. Fuller steps up, sings it downfield. Ramsey the catch inside Bronco territory. Breaks a tackle inside the 40 all the way down to the 36-yard line. Jonathan Mosley on that tackle. The play goes for 28. It's a first down for the Tigers. 11 catches, 133 yards for Ramsey. Another big day for him. I think that's his sixth 100-yard game. He did it against these guys a few years ago. Fuller steps up, throws in and out of the hands of Ramsey. Looked like he got hit. He grabbed over his there. jersey. No call. It's incomplete. Stops the clock. 49 seconds to go. Tigers need points, obviously. You need to score twice, but well, that was a great catch by Ramsey. Then a great job of shucking tacklers. And, and now a, now a very flag. late flag, yeah. unsportsmanlike. In the backfield on Central Oklahoma. Wow. Oh, man, what happened well, there? Well, they said something either to a Tiger or the official. But if you're Fort Hayes State, here's my question. Do you kick the field goal? Well, you need two possessions. 
You need two scores anyway, and one of them has to be a touchdown. That's going to move it up to the 21-yard line of the 15-yard penalty. So whatever they didn't call pass interference, or but in, in, a, in a sense, that's what they got out of it. Whatever the player now, said, it bad. was Robert Fuentes. Yeah, Craig, Craig Helzer's he either said mic it, is not working. He either said it to Craig or around Craig. Two receivers left, two right, Fuller back to pass, steps up, looks to the end zone, fires it in there, and it's incomplete, trying to go to Butke, and a Bronco got his hand on it. I think it was Jonathan Mosley who knocked it away in the back of the end zone. That would have been a heck of a catch. It's incomplete. Clock stopped, 45 seconds left. Second and 10 of the Bronco, 21. Tigers down, 24-14. And no timeouts. Yeah, you almost have to make everything either to the sideline or to the end zone. Second down and 10 from the UCO, 21. Chapman, the running back, snap back to Fuller. Three-man rush for UCO. Chance lobs it over the top. Ramsey tried to make, he made the catch. Oh, they say no. A one-handed grab. He came up with the football, but the field judge over here on the near side, Casey Farley, says incomplete pass. Manny Ramsey trying to lobby that he made that catch, which would have been incredible. Darius Hawkins there in the coverage. That was almost a remarkable catch by Manny Ramsey. Yeah, we saw the replay. It did trap on the turf. That was a good call. Ramsey and Schramer wide right. Okachuku and Hunter Butke, the tight end here to the left side. Chapman, the running back, left to Fuller. Now it's third down and 10. Chance steps up in the pocket to the end zone. It is going to be, is it a catch? No, the ball came out late. Butke caught it. And then as he hit the turf near the back post of the goal post, the ball popped out. Marshall Washington in coverage. Man, or, um, Butke had it in his hands for a minute, but could not haul it in. Again, that was in traffic, and it just jarred free as the ball hit the turf. And now Fort A. State's going to bring in the field goal unit on fourth down. They need to get a field goal that are going to have to recover an onside kick. And now UCO is going to call a timeout with 31 seconds to play, and the Tigers down 24 to 14. Well, in this in this slimmest of slimmest chances is courtesy of Robert Fuentes yeah. of San Antonio, Texas. And I don't know if he said it to the white hat, or he didn't realize that the guy wearing the white hat that was standing between him and a player of Fort Hay State was the white hat. Had a flag that he could throw for what he was about to say. But he did it right there. He was as close to the head official as you and I are in this booth. And so I'm guessing it contained some words that we aren't allowed to say on the radio. Maybe about a player's mama. (laughs) Jonathan Zweigert, Hayes K-Line sideline up. Any insight onto that? Not particularly. Um, He said something to one of the Tiger Tiger offensive linemen. Okay. It's been uh, him and Pat Kelly have been going at it all day long, but it wasn't Pat this time. It was somebody on the right side. So it wasn't at the official, just a Tiger. Yeah, and the he official was heard the it. The official was standing right there. All right, here comes a field goal try from Fernando Avila Castro. Ball right in the middle of the field. This will be a 38-yard attempt to try to cut the gap to seven with 31 seconds to go. Trey Van Pelt, the long snapper. Brown the holder, good snap, hold down, kick is up. It is fluttering to the goal post, and it is no good. He pushed it off wide to the right, so they missed the 38-yard field goal. And Fernando Avila Castro now three for seven 
in field goal tries this year, and Central Oklahoma is going to win this game. The Broncos are going to win their third in a row. They are going to move to four and three, and Fort A. State's going to dip below 500 as they head to UCM next Saturday. 24-14, Tigers have been shut out in the second half. That is going to be a very long road trip to Warrensburg, Missouri. Well, bottom line, you got to you can't worry about the you got to worry about winning a game. You got to figure mm-hmm. out a way to win a game next week, and don't worry about everything else. And do what you got to do. Victory formation. There's the snap, and that will do it. UCO ends a five-game losing streak to Fort Hay State. And they end a two-game skid here at Lewis Field. The Broncos starting to get it figured out. They've won three in a row. They knock off the Tigers tonight at Lewis Field. Final score, Central Oklahoma 24, Fort A. State 14. Post-game is next. This is the Tiger Sports Network built by Paul Wertenberger. Joined by Coach Chris Brown. Coach, a, uh, a tough night for your team, shut out in the second half, and ultimately the loss tonight here against Central Oklahoma. Yeah, we just we got to figure out how to play hard. Uh, play physical, play four quarters. I mean, the same thing we've been preaching to these kids all, all year long, and it's just, you know, they got to figure it out. You know, we, we can put them in good positions and, and do the things we need to do, but right now when you watch us, we're not physical offensively. We're not physical defensively. Um, everything we do, we're just kind of timid and everything. And, uh, yeah, there are a lot of young guys playing, but at this point right now, it's it's no excuse. You know, they got to step up and start playing like upperclassmen and, and make the plays that they need to make. Again, giving up big plays, you know, defensively, offensively, doing nothing basically in the second half. And uh, it's got to come down in, you know, they got to take a look in the mirror, figure things out. Um, as us as coaches got to go back to the drawing board and figure out exactly what these can these kids can and can't do. So... Hopefully we figure it out this next week. And, I mean, it's still got to be a long stretch. We've still got four games left. And let's, can we get better? Are we going to fold and go into the tank? Or are we going to go win these next ones? So it's up to our kids. How much of this is carryover from the Washburn game and just the, the ups and downs of the season? Or, or should it be a carryover at all? I think the way we're playing right now, it's carrying over from week one. You know, just the things that we're doing. I mean, not getting the corrections made um, in the practice that the kids need to make. I mean, they're not – doing the techniques and fundamentals that we're asking them to do. Um, everything that we're, you know, telling them to do, it's more of a suggestion instead of just, it's not a choice. It's, it's, this is how we want you to do it. So, you know, we got to get back to the drawing board. We got to have better leadership, you know, because that's something that we are really lacking right now is guys holding guys accountable, you know, whether it's practice, whether it's weight room, whether it's stretching, whether it's classroom, it's the accountability part of it. We're just not doing that right now. How high is the frustration level just because of what the expectations were for this season? Real high on my end, you know. I'm very frustrated with the way things are going, and uh, you know, it's a direct reflection, you know, on me. But you know, I'm still sitting here trying to find ways to get these kids better week in and week out. But you know, it ultimately comes down to, to them and making a decision whether they want to do this or not. I mean, is winning important? Um, does it hurt if you lose? I mean, those type of things. And you know, are we doing the things properly to make sure that that we're that we're doing the thing to win? I mean, and I don't know if our kids are doing that right now. So, you know, we're gonna get back at it. We're gonna maybe just tweak a few little things here and there and, and try to figure it out and, you know, have some talks with our captains and see what needs to be done to make sure that this thing changes. Does these next four weeks and the four games become an evaluation for the for the off season and for next year? 
It does. You know, if our older guys aren't getting it done right now, then we might as well start playing some young kids and giving them opportunities to, to, to play next year and get themselves ready. And, and the effort that we get out of them might be more than some of the effort that we're getting out of some of these guys right now. But, you know, I don't know. These North effects, these four next weeks, these four next weeks are going to be huge on what type of kids we have. Are they fighters? Are they quitters? I mean, what are they? And, uh, you know, they got to figure it out. So hopefully they take a good long look in the mirror tonight, really figure out, you know, what's important to them. Is this important to you or not? If it's not, you know, don't be here. We'll go somebody else. The way the game started, it looked like it was going to be a high-scoring game, but then everybody seemed to settle down a little bit. The defenses took hold, but uh, just just not much there for your offense in the second half. No, it's not. You know, we did great the very first drive. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, but then... Our kids, they always seem to let off the throttle or get comfortable or, you know, but then we give up a big, huge, you know, touchdown pass that puts them right back in the game. Or if we get three and out, we go score again. It's going to be a totally different ball game, but we don't know how to finish. We don't know how to keep the pedal down. I don't know what we're good at right now. And that's the same sad thing. And you know, so I just got to go back, get better, and, you know, heck, we got to figure it out somehow. Coach, appreciate the time. Thank you.